time as comedies, just legit comedies. Yeah. Like, what's a comedy? Like, okay, you're 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 watching TV. You're at home. You're just like channel surfing into the night. Mm-hmm. You're going down through the channels, and there's a movie. Like, doesn't matter what, wh- wh- you'll watch it. Do you know what I'm saying? Super bad. Super bad. Twenty one or twenty two Jump Street. I haven't seen those forever uh, either. Due Date is a great movie. That one's <laughs> funny. Kind of a little bit serious, but funny. I don't think they've made a comedy like super bad. See, that's why I say I'm one dimensional is I just referred to Due Date as like kind of serious, not serious at all. But like in my mind, that's like more of a serious comedy. Like there's some <laughs> yeah. deeper, some, some, deeper stuff some there. Um, but yeah, like that's, I have a really hard time watching movies that I've never seen before. So I have to be really careful when I start a movie that I've never seen before because I'll get super into it and I'll think about it all through the day. Yeah. It's like if I watch it too late at night, I won't sleep good. We're you know? the same really? way. Yeah. You too? Like I have yeah, to be me too. Really What's your careful. favorite movie? I've been watching Awesome Powers like over and over. All of them? All of them. I downloaded a bunch <laughs> on the hunt. I like a comedy, but I can't. I don't watch comedies See, like that, over my, and over. My favorite movie, though, is not a comedy. My favorite it? movie is Snatch. Oh, yeah. I that's love Snatch. Like that is a phenomenal guy, guy movie. Ritchie film never heard yeah. of it but like movies like that i i <laughs> you never heard of it no it's a phenomenal movie there's so many layers it's like an onion it's like the deeper like it <laughs> yeah like shrek <laughs> shrek your favorite movie uh, lord of the rings man lord of the rings you guys all know that all that, the whole series dude just which one which one of yours is the favorite do you have one that's a favorite uh, I mean, Return of the King, probably. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever actually seen all of them. <laughs> really? No, yeah. I don't think so. This movie. Huh. He's playing yes, the trailer right great. now. Oh, God, it's a great movie. Yeah, really good. So yeah, Jason I, Statham? Uh, he's in it. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love you know, Jason a lot Statham. Of, a lot of guys are in it. Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, Brad Pitt's <laughs> in it. There's a ton of dudes in it. Oh, um, that is a good movie. That's your favorite movie? Yeah, like that, that would... If I had to say my number one movie all time, it'd be Snatch. But that's... I have to be very careful about uh, careful about watching movies like this. Like it's got to be middle of the day on a Saturday. <laughs> Stays with open. You. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> have you seen Bullet Train? No. Oh, oh dude, it's so I've good. Heard it's, I've heard it's, it's awesome. So good. You love Bullet Train. But like I got you know my four year old's a real puts Fight, a real damper on these. I've seen Fight Club. I love Fight Club. My oldest just watched Fight Club like two weeks ago. That's a deep movie too. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that that was pretty good. It was funny because like he was going into it, and I'm like, oh, I think you really like it. And then uh, he got all the way to the end. And he's like, man, I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> As you get older, you definitely see that coming. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I took my kid to see Air. Have you seen that? Air. Air. Like Air Bud? Like Air Jordan? Like the, oh, the story of Nike uh, with and, ben and Jordan. I yeah, Ben Affleck. I want to see that. Very good movie. But I... Uh, I noticed I took him to the theater to see it. He and I sat and watched the whole thing. And like throughout the, the movie, like every 20 minutes, he's like pulling out his phone, checking it. And I'm like, man, attention spans these days. Just not there. Just not there. <laughs> Just well, he, doesn't, whole movie. he probably doesn't know Michael Jordan either, though. He, I mean, he knows Jordan. He's a diehard basketball. He doesn't know no Michael exactly. Jordan. Not like I mean, we, he doesn't have the connection that I have to Michael yeah, Jordan. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have a connection Jordan's? with Michael Jordan? Huh? You have a connection with Michael Jordan? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, deep. Deep connection. That is a wild story, though. That's why I want to see that movie. It's great. The Adidas Nike thing. It's really, really good. I want. To, I really want to see that. You should go check it out for at least theaters. I don't know. Do you go to movies? I mean, I would love to, but I got this. I got this four-year-old weight on my ankle all the time. Yeah, so. I think that's the first movie I've seen in theaters since COVID. I would like, like to the go hunt office bonding experience. We all just go to the movie. movie that's theater. a good way for me to go what? get into a new movie. Just to that's throw that the, idea out there. Yeah, that's been the first movie that I've actually like wanted to see in a while. Like I want to see it too. They don't make. I don't think they make good movies anymore. 
Yeah, really. Everything's on like streaming devices that are way better. Yeah. Like extended I'm like episodes. Series. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I am familiar enough with the overall story of like what happened. So it makes me really interested to watch the movie of exactly what happened. You get you it. Know? You you remember Jordan? It was oh yeah, like and I remember early the nineties. And I you remember the Adidas. All, no. <laughs> and I remember the Adidas Adidas Nike breakdown. Like what happened there? I remember all of it. I've yeah. read the the uh, Nike book. What's it called? Shoe dog. Shoe dog. dog. Yeah. Like I'm familiar. I want to watch the movie of exactly what happened. I'll be interested to hear what your your take on like uh, Phil Knight as a character. Ben Affleck plays it. It's it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if he was really like that. Yeah, he's a kind of an eccentric guy. At least that's the way he's played. I don't know if he is in real life. You would. It doesn't come out in the book. Like when you read no. Shoe Dog, the book. No, it that, doesn't. The the part the, the book and then the part that Ben Affleck played as Phil Knight in the movie to me were like a little convoluted. I didn't quite. I was like, I don't know. I wonder if he is really like that, but hmm. it's it's good, man. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I want to see it. Movies. You watch series? Netflix? No. I mean, it's we got. I got to be careful because nighttime is the you know that's yeah, like our like time. The Heath Ledger, you're gonna start turning into the character. No, I just think about it too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, and I'm I don't know. It's weird, I mean, and I'm like not that deep of a thinker though either. It's, <laughs> it, I, movies yeah. for whatever reason just kind of throw me yeah. off a little bit. Yeah. I think you should just watch Go Hunt Originals in the evening. Just I watch a lot over. of those. those. I mean, those are honestly the best. Can you call it a movie? Yeah, yeah call it a movie. Sure. All right, we're calling it a movie. Film. Movie. Call it original. Film. Original. Original documentary. <laughs> Not yeah. a short. I watch a lot of those at night. I watch a lot of hunting, uh, a lot of hunting stuff before I go to bed. Yep. Well, welcome back, Brady. Wherever. Yeah, we're back. Brady and Omar, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Omar, your second second appearance on the podcast. Second. Are you thinking of making it uh, just like a thing? You want to be on the podcast? If, if you guys want me on the podcast, if you guys <laughs> think I'm interesting, I will <laughs> gladly be on the podcast. Any hesitation to coming back on? No. No, you're totally, you're, totally you're good with it. You're totally chill. In, but yeah. one thing, though, did you ever go seek out advice on your running? Because we got a lot of comments that you're basically going to destroy your body unless you get a coach. You're overtraining, Omar. Yeah. I don't care. There was a, did you there read was a, the comments? I, I I do the Joe Rogan approach. I don't read comments. Hey, listen. There was <laughs> there was a lot of people who showed some genuine um, worry for you, like yeah. genuinely posted some good comments for you. Then they're not going to be happy to hear I'm running an ultra marathon this weekend. <laughs> Is it this weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend. Where at? Bryce Stop Canyon. Is Bryce? Yep, Bryce Canyon. Bryce this weekend. Yep. 32, 32 miler. Thirty eight. After what we just went through, he's going to go and run 38 miles. Good for you. Are you ready? I I feel ready. I think like what was done lat, what was done recently was way harder than any ultra. 60 days ago. 60 days ago. In Spain. In Spain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was way harder than any ultra or anything, honestly. And the ultra is just like a grind, like for so long, I feel like it's just, but so is a hunt and even longer especially the amount of days that we were out there. So I don't know. I think those are easy. They're just shorter, shorter pain. Well, like a hunt, just pain consistently. What's the, what's the furthest you've ever run at one go? 44 miles yeah. with like 11,000 feet of gain. And that was just on a random Saturday where I drove up to Mount Hood and just was like, I'm going to go circumnavigate Mount Hood and did Well, it. the real story is you quit your job. I quit my job. Yeah. And he was like, he, on, he was on a high. He's like, I quit. I <laughs> did. He's yeah. on a high. Yeah, did that, and then I went uh, bear hunting, which didn't kill a bear that time, but tried. Yeah. So are you, uh, you nervous at all? Like, how, how long is it going to take you to run 38 miles? You figured it out? Um, 
13 hours maybe. I don't know. I'm not like a fast runner, not a slow runner. I think I'm kind of just like that happy medium. As long as I just finish under 15, I think that's, I haven't, I'm not really like one of those persons like, this is my goal. Like I want to like finish on this certain time. I kind of want to finish at like a medium, you know, length or whatever. Like the reason it came up was actually because my roommate wanted like to start running and I was like, oh dude, like let's sign up for ultra. And he was like, okay. And it's like, so he signed up. Too? I want to start running. Let's sign up for an ultra. Oh, he signed up for the 18 oh, yeah. miler. That's, I want to start running. Let's sign up for the whole, That's the whole shtick right now. I mean, 200 is the new 100, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like crazy. everybody thinks that you, you don't just start with a marathon or even a half marathon. Like, let's just jump and run a 50K. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he started. He wanted to start running, and I was like, I'm your guy. Like, where do you want to go? He's like, there's an ultra here in Bryce Canyon. I was like, all right, let's do it. Got hotels and everything, so should be fun. Uh, he's going to do the 18-miler, and I'll do the 38-miler because – I'm the big dog. He's doing the 18. Yeah. Is that the furthest he's ever ran? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for so my, he's, he's shitting a brick then today. <laughs> yeah. He's somewhere going. Oh man. He's probably freaking out right now, like laying in bed trying to recover. I don't know. Yeah. You staying at Ruby's Inn? No, I'm staying. I don't even know where. In Tropic? No, in uh, th- what's that? There's like a town 15 minutes away from Bryce Tro- Canyon. Tropic. I'm staying at like some like rundown hotel that. My mom booked for me. The Pines, maybe. Might be that one. <laughs> your mom's your manager? My love mom's it. my ultra manager. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Hey, is Tropic Reservoir still good fishing? Yeah, man. I used to fish that as a yeah, kid yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, Tropic, I bet it's full. I haven't been up there in ages, but I, I grew up working fishing at when I was Canyon. A, when I was a kid? Yeah, it was really awesome. good. Yeah, I love that area. It's it's cool country. Yeah, I, I grew up working at Old Bryce Town, so you have to stop by. Okay. And check it out. <laughs> Two trails old, 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 yeah. old stomping grounds. Yeah, I started there when I was eleven. Okay. By the way, <laughs> I started running cash register at eleven. At really? Yeah. True, true story. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, between eleven and twelfth birthday that summer. Yeah, I started running cash register up there. Oh man, Did I you steal any money? No. That's such cigarettes. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I still feel bad. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, I see some people I worked up where up there that own the place. Just the nicest people on the planet, and I still feel bad about it. So still the cigarettes. Pop in and pay them back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Cyrus. Yeah. Shout out Cyrus and Ruby's Inn. They run a cool, cool operation up there, and they've been there forever. So, but you guys are back from a bear hunt. We are back from a bear hunt. We wanted to do a recap today, kind of run through your bear hunt, talk yep. about the, the highs and lows. Yeah. And I don't know if we want to give it away, but it looked pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> it looked very successful, yes. I'll agree with that. So yeah. if I stick around, you'll hear more about I, success. Yeah, I told Brady this yesterday. Uh, he walked into my office. I'm like, man, you, you, every time. It's like Brady goes out, and it might not be – you know, like your mule deer sabbatical, but yeah. it might not be the exact thing, but like something's hap- something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's like every time it goes out, something's going to happen. Yeah. Some sort of adventure. He's going to shoot something. Yeah. Close to dying. Close to dying. Yeah. Did you just come close to dying? We'll find oh, out. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll flush it out. I'm going to hit you with the promo <laughs> first though. So you guys are just back from bear hunt. Um, Wyoming drive results posted today, apparently yeah. for non-residents for elk. Uh, we're still trying to determine if Omar had any luck. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully, Hopefully not. not. Well, I got to tag another other, other area. So like, it's kind of getting to like the point in the season where it's like, I hope I don't draw anything because my season's already kind of planned out. Mm. Omar and I got a, we got a thing. Yep. You got a plan in place. We got a plan in place. Nice. Yeah. I hope I draw everything. Me too. I always hope I draw. <laughs> like, I'm always let down. Even if I'm like back in my head, I'm like, I'm kind of booked up. But like when I see unsuccessful, I'm still pissed. Oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah. I hate it. 
Drives me drives me bananas. I hate not 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 drawing a tag. Well, Wyoming's one of those states where they don't give you your money back, right? So it's kind yeah. of one of those states where they'll give you your money back if you're, oh, unsuc- if you're unsuccessful. Oh right, right. Yeah. But if you're <laughs> if you're, su- if you're successful though, yeah, it's your tag. You, you gotta go. It. Yeah. yeah, you can't turn it in. Yeah, you're going hunting. Yeah, so Con- congratulations. But we'll we'll find out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, still it's still kind of like a lot on the a lot on the docket still. I mean, for guys that haven't drawn a tag yet, uh, you still got some draws available to apply for. Whether that's Wyoming antelope and deer, or you know potentially Arizona deer, bighorn sheep. Um, there's still a bunch of draws open, and you've got the OTC stuff in Colorado, which is probably what I'm looking at. So I'm diving and doing my my own insider research. But um, we have a special promo we're doing right now. This is new for us, right? Nope. Just rolling it out. Um, it's the 50-50-50 promo. So you sign up, you pay 50 bucks for a Go Hunt Explorer, Explorer. account, Explorer which is membership. the map portion of it. Yep. 50 states. Um, you're going to get 50 states. All 50 states is part of your Explorer membership on maps. And then we're going to give you 50 points back into the Go Hunt gear shop, which is 50 bucks, $50 that you can use towards the purchase of any gear in the Go Hunt gear shop. Uh, so it's a pretty killer deal. Essentially, we're giving you maps for free and yep. you, you get 50 bucks to spend in the go hunt gear shop you use promo code podcast podcast that's it i almost forgot the actual promo code that's what we got we got, <laughs> we got a good way I, I knew what you were doing i didn't want to interrupt i was gonna be like that was a really good were lead. you waiting for your moment you're like i'm yeah. gonna jump in here i'm gonna capitalize on it yeah, yeah. good good thing because i would have forgot i actually did forget last week we did yeah I had, really yeah i mean yeah. i didn't even notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah we had the the bones on we had some shed hunters in in the office and i actually forgot the promo code there's so. actually a podcast by the way not to get a tangent that i really want to listen to I want to hear these shed hunters talk about shed. I haven't listened to it yet, so yeah. don't spoil anything. But I am really looking forward to listening. We to gave that it one. to him pretty good. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, it was it was a good conversation. Those guys were were game for you know taking some tough questions. Yeah, so. they would love to see my shed video that I'm going to post eventually. Did you pick up a shed? I, I, yeah, I saw. I, I showed it to Campos and all the other shed hunters in the office. Like this is what you actually do to sheds. I walked up to it. I admired it. I picked it up. Admired it again. Did and you smell I chucked it. it? Did you smell it? No. Why did you smell <laughs> you it? Was it brown? <laughs> no, no. no. Oh, that's but, 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 no yes, if it was brown, I would have smelled it. I had smelled brown You're right before. Then. He's a shed sniffer. I knew he yeah. would be. <laughs> You're right then. That's a thing, man. Is it really? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you press these shed hunters on it. He's like, why does everybody smell the shed? I'm like, wait, that's a Those guys are full of shit. I guarantee you those guys are shed sniffers. Everybody yeah. is. Everyone's a shed smell. hunter. Everybody smells really good. One. A good brown elk shed, I will say, it does smell good. Yeah, it's got like some earthy smell to yeah. it. It's like some pine, some dirt. It's got a little bit of elk musk on it. It's Never just, even knew that was a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, that is yeah. definitely a thing. But every shed I found, I literally picked it up, looked at it, and chucked it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is... What shed hunter? My man. My, my yeah. shed hunting style. That's yeah. my man right there. Consequently, last night I ran into a uh, a game warden from Utah that I know. And uh, I just random ass asked him, how many citations have you guys been issuing for shed hunters like prior to the opening up? And he said a, a boatload. Wow. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Said a lot. Said they, yeah, so yeah, I don't shitty. know if I should even say. He said they busted one guy in the same week. <laughs> Same guy twice. No way. In the same week? <laughs> yeah. Just repeat offender? Yeah, Dude, repeat offender. Out. Come on, is that man. hashtag shedicated? I, I mean, if you're, you just can't say no. That's what that is. You're addicted beyond, you're a crackhead at that point. <laughs> your, your addiction has a hold of you. Yeah. That's what that is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, promo code podcast. Get yourself some maps. Get 50 bucks. Um, with that, let's dive in. Let's talk about bears. Some of our most, I should say, most some of our most listened to episodes are Brady Miller recaps of his hunts. I get really long-winded. I'm, I apologize right now. I don't um, think you should apologize because pe- people seem to dig it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And so embrace it. Like I said, people know when Brady's out, when it's a Brady Miller <clears throat> hunt recap, there's something there. 
Like there is something to happen, something's mm-hmm. good or or just wild, but something's always there. Yeah. yeah. Like the, like the point earlier we said to wait. What was your exact quote? I think it was I almost saw Jesus today. Yeah. He said Omar literally said that multiple times on the hunt. Yeah. You almost did. He almost oh, cuz I almost like fell off like some rocky cliff and died. Like there's times seems, actually where I slipped. He was sliding. And like legit. Yeah, I mean there's a time where I actually slipped and like if I wouldn't have like hold, held myself, I don't think I would have died, but I would have been in the river and like scary situation really yeah. quick with the weighted pack and everything and then like sometimes those pack straps like you know like the little chest one right here like goes under your bino harness like if i can't get that out and then there's like in the river there's a spot with logs so like if i go under like my mind was just like i almost met jesus today so Mm. at one point i was walking omar through this river crossing i was like yeah we could cross like you know behind this log jam i was like if you go in front of it you'll die and he's like i never really thought of that i'm like yeah but you'll die because you're gonna get if you get swept underneath or if you get kicked oh yeah it's gonna push you up you're gonna push it up against (laughs) underneath all that stuff and you're literally gonna die it's like all those little things that you might not think about because you're in the moment of i just want to get across this river Mm -hmm. as quick as i can i'm gonna go on top of the log jam or in front of it because it looks easier because there's a little bench and it always gets deeper right in front of the log jam yep just a little things like we had a lot of moments like that (laughs) yeah we did i got a quick little story with brady add some context to that so how he got the nickname the spider monkey when we were hunting in colorado he walked out this goat this goat trail there's this big like just slick rock ridge and he walked out this goat trail and me the cameraman looked at each other we're like yeah fuck that not not doing it not doing it (laughs) and he walked it no problem goes out glasses off the other side comes back we're like dude he's the spider monkey that's what he does yeah that's the kind of shit he does yeah it was fun. I like to push my boundaries for a little bit of extra adrenaline and adventure and success. It I was like you a push leg- yourself harder, you're going to have success. Legitimate little tiny goat trail. Yeah. Like not wider nice than a, like as small as it gets. I don't like that. But that's because I had those tacky speed crosses no. back in the day. I don't know what. I, I don't, I don't think what anything. I, have. I ain't doing it. Yeah. That's how I, me and me and Mather looked at each other. We're like, yep, not doing it. Oh, <laughs> let, us, let us know what's over there. <laughs> There's <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of ways I would like. I have no qualms with dying, falling down a thousand foot face. It's not one of them. I don't, I'm not into that. Yeah. <laughs> that was my decision in the moment. I'm like, yep, not going out that way. I don't like that. So are we saying where you guys went at no. all? Spain. We are then. Please no. So where'd you go? Mexico. 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 South so guys, of the border. You guys went on a bear hunt. Safe we to say you hunt. went north. And if you haven't listened, <laughs> if you haven't listened yet, we did it that po- like we're talking about the podcast with Omar earlier. We broke down strategies and why I'm addicted to bears, gear stuff. That was the Bears, Beers, Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. podcast. I'm not sure what number that was, but it's definitely check back. that out too. That was a really good one. That was so we're now one. recapping that hunt that we just went on. Yep. So how do you want to attack this? I had some que- I have some questions I want to ask him just periodically, but yeah, just, from, 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 shooting. from the, <laughs> so from the jump, um, I wanted to know bears, is it worth it to you? I, I would say, I know you're going to say yes, but like, why do you think somebody should come out and go on a bear hunt and why? I think they do because you're going to find out about yourself. You literally will find out everything you're made of. And then it's going to transition really well to a Western hunt in the fall. I think it really translates very, very well. If you want, you know, most tags for bears are pretty easy to come by. There's a lot of states with other counter spring bear opportunities. So you can come out, you can test your gear, you can use everything and you're hunting. The, well, there's a lot of different ways to kill bears. Obviously there's different terrains, but like you're hunting some magnificent, magnificent mountain ranges that then you can gain that experience to then put forward on a fall hunt. Is that the draw for you? The, 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 the scenery, the scenery, 
scenery, how, how like you legit, like Omar said, like there's times during the day where we almost met Jesus. <laughs> like it's just that cool adventure side. You look at that cliff and you think, how are we going to get over there? And then we're on that face and you realize, wow, you can actually do this a lot easier than you thought you would. You might've got intimidated because the mountain range looks super steep and cliffed out and nasty. But once you're actually on that face, you realize that it opens the door to a whole different world. Like you're navigating in the terrain with these animals and like, how do they survive it? And like, now I'm on that same face as they are. I'm working these cliffs, navigating it, figuring it out. All right, we're going to drop bread tra- trails on go on maps so we can navigate these cliffs in the daytime because we're going to have to turn around and come back in the dark. Like all those little learning experiences you have, mm-hmm. I think it translates really well on a spring bear hunt that then goes forward on a fall hunt. But you're not just, you're not just bear hunting to make yourself a better mule deer hunt in the fall. No, I mean, I'm actually addicted to hunting bears. Like they are legit my second favorite animal to hunt. Over elk for sure. Mule yeah, deer's we, number one. That bears last, number two. That last podcast we did, that uh, bears beers Battlestar uh-huh. Galactica. We, I wish you were here, but you weren't. Yeah, I'm catching up. You're my, catching my up. apologies. But we, uh, here, like I've I, heard this shit already. I treated it a lot like we did that the shed one, mm-hmm. the bone zone, like yeah. where I just I wanted to see if they could make me interested in it or like you know what I mean, yeah. pique my interest in it. Genuinely, Brady's got my interest in into, bears. Yeah, it, it does sound. Like everything you talked about, it it does sound very, um, you know, the the challenge of the hunt itself, but also like what you can take from it going into the fall hunts. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. I should and say. It's a great precursor, like I always say, too, to test out new gear. Like if you have some new gear that came out this last winter, you know, like whatever in the go hunt gear shop, but find some new gear you want to break it in before a fall hunt. It's a great time to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you can make a you can make a bear hunt not as crazy as the bear hunts I go on for sure. And just test out some of that gear, figure out what works, what doesn't work. Maybe test out some new food items. Maybe you got some freeze-dried meals you're trying to, you're interested in. Is that flavor going to wreck you? You should probably already test that at home, but you could kind of go on a hunt. And well, I got wrecked wreck last week, by the way. From? From freeze-dried food. Oh, you guys did that. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you got I mean, wrecked. This, this is a complete side note, but last <laughs> week we did a taste test. We did uh, seven peaker fuels and seven mountain houses, and we did like a couple, probably two, three bites per meal. So that's How 14 meals. Dude, I was not well when I got home. And that's not like to say anything against the food because the food tasted good, you know, and I've eaten tons of freeze-dried food over the years. But, man, going home having eaten that much wasn't great. I didn't, I didn't feel great. And what did I – when I walked into the showroom yeah. and saw you guys filming, what did I say to you? You were like, thank God it wasn't me, right? And like I said, I, thank you guys for your service. Yeah, it, right. is not, it is not right. going unnoticed. Thank you for your service. That's right. Yeah, that was, that was a long, long-ass – Evening. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I agree with your point. Um, how did you pick a spot to go bear on? Like, is this a spot you hunted before? No. Nope. This is a completely new spot. Totally new. Totally new. Absolutely new. But I do have slight advantage because I have bear hunted for so many years now that I'm starting to, like I always say, every time you're going to the field, you're collecting data. Yeah. And so all these other previous bear hunts I've gone on, I'm marking where I see bears, where I see bear tracks, where I see bear scout. Well, how I'm glassing from, like what mountain ranges are there just no bears? Like what does it take for green grass to start growing in these mountain ranges? What does snow, impacts of snowpack do on bears? Like all those factors over the years mm-hmm. I collected the big data set. And so I can extrapolate, like I always say, all that data to go into a new unit. And I think I can still be successful because of all the previous data I've collected. So I can take a new unit, jump on there. Train analysis tool is literally the best tool ever for spring bear hunting. How are you using it? Just taking, you know, Certain elevations. What are they? (laughs) (laughs) You're not giving away anything? 
there's a good elevation range. You know, you might look at some, where, 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 where below the snow? 5,000, maybe 8,000. Maybe your mountain range is a little bit different. It's on a year like this, but you got a lot of snow. It's obviously going to change year to year, right? You're yeah, going to have, have different snow yeah. levels, was, the way it's was, receding, heat range. You know, I was going to jump in like this year. Did you guys notice? Did you go pre-planned knowing how much snow there was this year? Like, did yeah. you have a, you did? I looked at all mm-hmm. those snowpack maps. I uh, did that article earlier this year, the importance of, you know, utilizing snowpack maps when you're yeah. either researching, trying to draw a tag or trying to use it right now. And you can use those same sort of tools for a bear hunt then just constantly looking at, okay, what's the snow water equivalent? On so average. did it change your elevation this year as opposed to years past? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I would imagine it would have. For sure it did. But like all that maps research using terrain analysis to like turning on a south-facing slope. Sure, you can turn on a south-facing slope, but what about a southeast-facing slope? What about an east-facing slope? What about a west-facing slope? Like you can't just say, I'm going to use this tool and that's my definitive final answer. Like only the south-facing slopes I'm going to glass. Well, if you go out there and do that, you're probably setting yourself up for failure because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. You need to look at a bigger picture. But over time, you'll start realizing, okay, there's bears on this type of face at this elevation, at this slope angle, and you can start manipulating the train analysis tool to spit out what you want. It's kind of like a choose-your-own-ending type mm. book deal because you can just manipulate that tool to get the results you want. So you're using an aspect. What about slope? How much does that factor into oh, your location? Really, on bears, it really does, and these things are in, in mountain goat country. Isn't yeah. it crazy the stuff bears go through? Yeah. I wow. remember one time I had a bear tag in Utah and we ran a bear. So we had dogs and we ran this bear and we ran it down to the bottom of a canyon and we could hear the dogs off in the bottom. It sounded like they had the bear either bait or treed. So we, we peeled off, jumped off the horses and we dove into the bottom of this canyon. But this bear had literally like picked its way up through these ledges and just left all the dogs at the base of the cliff, just like back and forth. Like dogs couldn't get up it, but that bear had worked his oh, way bear. up through those ledges somehow. And I remember looking at that face and just being like, damn, this is way more, they're way more capable than I ever thought. Yeah. I think people like forget about that sometimes. So you look at something like, oh, that's a steep cliff face. It looks like it's goat, sheep country. But no, as long as there's going to be green grass right now, like that's what you're searching for. It's just a greenest vegetation when you're out there. You'll probably find a bear. So slope didn't, didn't ask, didn't, nope. you didn't take that into consideration at all. No. Nope. Again, too, like you could have some rolling hills in the mountains that could have bears on if it's green grass. You yeah. can have some of the steepest, nastiest terrain. You can't just throw it out the window. You might say like, all right, I'm going to glass this because this looks steep and nasty. But also, I'm going to do some research over here where this stuff is a little more rolling, just to see if there's a bear that we can easier kill without, in a sense, killing ourselves to go on that steep, nasty cliff yeah. terrain. But one of the biggest tools, though, of the terrain analysis tool is using the flats layer. How much flat spots were out there where we hunted? Very minimal. Very, spots. very minimal. So you, what are you using those for? Are you using for camp spots? Are you using them for like bear, places you think bears will be? What are you? Strict, what are you using them for? Strictly camp spots. Okay. And uh, describe our camp spot eventually. The one we got to after we moved camp, what, like three times? Well, describe eventually. What, it, what happened before the <laughs> yeah, eventually? Yeah, I think we got to describe before. Brady, you go ahead. But before, okay. I, have a, I have a bunch of let's, notes. Be- before we do that, let's maybe look at the. I wanted to ask questions like this, like elevation, those kinds of things. And then I, I want to get into like the day by day and have you run me through everything. But like there's certain questions that I was hoping to ask to, to help people. But since you're going to be a little bit shady and you're not going to tell people what elevation. We're here for the people, Brady. We're here for we the are. people, Brady. You're supposed I'm, to help I'm a, I'm people giver. find a bear spot. Uh, I wanted to know what you're looking for. You, you've mentioned a couple times green grass. Yep. Just straight green grass, is that like the most important factor when you're looking for spring bears? Right now it is, yeah, because that's what, like, it depends on the time of year you're hunting. Like, if you go really late May, you're going to have a lot more green grass everywhere. And so the bears have a lot more ability to move around the mountain face. If you go earlier, they're going to be probably 
on some steep, nasty face, just getting out of their den, just hanging out. And then if you find one little small green patch while you're out there, you might want to sit in that for a couple of days because a bear, you can see it one day, you go the next day, like, I'm going to kill that bear. He was there that day. He might not be there, but like at the early season, they're kind of, you know, more just docile and just mm-hmm. kind of hang out that spot. And then like, as the season goes on, they're going to start moving around. Like the later May you get, you're going to kick in and start, you know, the breeding phase and start chasing some sows. And so you might see a bear and the next day he's going to be totally gone. And so then there's green everywhere. So then you can't like really pinpoint exactly that little tiny green patch and try to put all your eggs in that basket and glass that little. So what your strategy, like the Brady Miller strategy is go earlier. Like that's your, that's your go-to. I've killed, I've killed bears now across the entire month of, of May and into June. I've, I've killed a bear on June 15th, the last hour of the last day of the season before killed him there. We saw a lot of bears, but they were hard to hunt, but there was a lot of bears. You could see them, but then, you try to go make a stock yeah. on, and that bear is roaming. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and the risky part, though, you go too early, you're dealing with snowpack. You're dealing with road access issues. You might not be able to get into that area because that road's going to be drifted over, especially if you're like this. So you can't get up and over a mountain range, and then you might not, all the bears might not even be out of hibernation yet. Like, you go early May, you might see, you know, two bears a day, but you might have seen six if you went a week later, but it's hard to, you know, determine that a bear is a bear. It's pretty random, and his activity so bear could just be hanging out in the den longer so what i'm getting to in my mind is that it is a lot of just pre-strategy it's a lot of strategy and a lot of pros and cons like pre-strategy yeah thinking through all the all the different and i don't think there's really i don't think i'd say there's a best time to go i honestly i'm fully saying that with everything i want to help people i don't think there's a true best date to go because you just you just have to adjust your tactics based based on when you go in saying that like i know that you picked the days at least i think you did i think you picked the days that you went precisely yep i did so dig into that and and did you do that because of what kind of as i'm listening to you talk i'm kind of putting together a picture in my mind it sounds to me like you were trying to target a time frame when bears would be more centrally located on green up versus smaller being home more ranges, smaller home ranges, smaller, smaller feeding areas yeah. versus being spread out across the landscape. Would you yep. say that's true? Yeah. And so to dive into some details, you're going to make me do it, aren't you? We're here I'm for trying. the people. So we're going to dig it out of them. I'm trying. So, so a lot of people here were, would always comment when we did the last podcast, like, Oh, you're like, you're going to deal with so much snow this year. Like it's going to be a very tough hunt. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about the snowpack levels being as high as they were across the entire West. What's that, what's that, what that is going to do is force bears to be lower on the mountain right now. They're gonna be lower, which means we don't have to go kill ourselves as often to try to go hike up in somebody's nastier country that's way high up on a mountain range. I don't know, of, I'm looking at the back of your hands and your arms. Oh yeah, yeah. so I, I know, we'll get into that. I noticed <laughs> anyway, that too, I had to ask what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So the bears are gonna be a little bit lower, potentially, because mm-hmm. that snowpack's gonna be so high, they don't need to be up in the snow. We did see some bears walking around in the snow, yeah, for sure. But there was like green areas around. That's where the trees. big ones hang out up in the snow. Up in the snow, those yeah. freaking well, bears. <laughs> well, they bed in the, like you watch those like uh, Billy Moles, right? Yeah, That's Billy Moles, some of those brown bears. When those big grizz will just lay in the snowpack, the, the yeah, black we, bears do I, the same I've thing. watched them slide down little snow really? things, like playing around. That's, you get some cubs, yeah. they'll play around in the snow. But like right now, I was I was really excited about the snowpack because mm-hmm. the bears are going to be lower, which means I don't have to go as high going to concentrate them down more so i can hunt more potential bears rather than them being spread out and all over the place gotcha but again that could throw me another curve like the snowpack i might not be able to access some of these places or we got up top where i wanted to go a couple times and there was just snow everywhere i was like wow there's this hasn't melted off yet like we're not going to find bears we're just going to use this as an observation point 
and scan yep. all the country trying to figure out that elevation where these bears are at right now in that hunt based on the season I was in. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb real quick though too and say like, try to get into your brain and see if I'm right here, Brady. But like, I would also think that if you did run into any of those logistics issues, right, snowpack, can't get into the, to the backside of a mountain, whatever it is, I have a feeling you would actually be more motivated to just kill yourself to get through that. You still, still Because would, yes. you'd be away from Away from everyone. That's going to be a barrier of entry. And yeah. that's, what, that's what also what snowpack brings. So like you mentally, you never thought you were truly locked out of anything. No. Yeah. No. So it's like a, that's the Brady Miller mindset right yeah, mindset. there. I'm going to go where I need to go to be successful. Yeah. I think one spot where that showed where we were willing to go like that extra mile to get somewhere where no one was ever going to like be that time frame that we were there was the snow would affect the river crossings and some of those river crossings that we did were deep and oh gosh yeah i mean <clears throat> literally the last river crossing that we did trying to get uh when we were hauling out all the meat it was maybe like six o'clock or whatever and we're heading down to the trailhead and uh i like had all the the hide and all the meat in my pack and brady literally like had a weight in the deepest part to like help me get through because i literally thought i was like going in like and i thought i was gonna go for a swim <laughs> and we had to do that river crossing the whole time, four times, but that day, three times, just going back and forth, camp, empty, and then meet. And that's where I'm like a cheat code. Like I used, they used to call me a genetically engineered fisheries biologist <laughs> yeah. when I did fisheries work because my legs are so long so I can cross streams that other people have a... Did you ever piggyback on Brady's back? I was thinking about it. I was, crossing? I was thinking about just packing like, into his shoulders. <laughs> so, so this brings up a good point too because yes, we had some you know stream crossings and we did not have you know a little raft. We did not have hip waders even though I have some at home. Did not bring them. So the thought though for safety, like if you're gonna go and know you have some stream crossings, what's gonna happen that first day? First day, it might be cooler out. As those days go on, that hunt. Yeah, it's getting it's getting, higher. It's getting oh, higher. Yeah. So every single day it becomes more dangerous when you have to turn around and come out of there. You have to think about that as well. You could get stuck somewhere. You legit could get stuck and not be able to cross something. You have to try to find a log that's long enough across a, a river, a creek, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. It's, and so like that first day when we crossed a river, he was legit like he got held up right in the middle and i was like this is the lowest i'll ever be i even said i think on camera yeah. like every day it's going to get worse so mm -hmm. if you can't cross that now yeah. we're gonna have to start making some decisions of how we're gonna get across these places to go kill some of these bears yeah it's it's funny because like that fir the first one we did on that deep one um we crossed it and like i was like i was like just thrilled i was like whoo got that done like that's out the way don't gotta worry about that for a while you, you had that first day just pumped <laughs> yeah i was hyped yeah. and then uh and then brady's like he i can't remember exactly what he said quote by quote but he was like that's the lowest it's gonna be like throughout the time we're here i'm like and mentally like that was in my head and, like for a couple of days i was like crap like this is gonna be just worse the next times and every single time we had to cross that river it was just in my like i had headphones in and i was like listening to like bone thongs in harmony like trying to pump myself <laughs> up for this river crossing he's listening to house <laughs> music oh, back I there he's just, i turned around and i was like dude is that brian call <laughs> <laughs> i had my headphones in he was jealous do you yeah. hike with headphones usually you yeah. do. i never do i never do I, but, but i hunted with brian before he was wearing headphones and i was like dude what's, no up, what's up with that and he's like dude it just zones you out and he describes himself too it's like that diesel engine yeah that, like i'm gonna go the same speed Whatever it is, I don't care how heavy my pack is, I'm a diesel engine, as long as I'm moving, I'm good. And those headphones just help him just zone out and keep going. And so that's what Omar- And that's like. just going point A to point B, you throw in the headphones. Yep, yeah. 
Little, Until that grizzly comes around the corner, you can't hear. Yeah, that never done chopping that. at teeth, but yeah, I've never, I've never hiked with with headphones, listening to music ever. Yeah, that was my first time, but and like they were just like in my truck. It's the wired headphones. Like they were like in my truck, and I was getting ready to move all my stuff over to Brady's truck. Um, and then I was like, you know what? These are gonna make the trip. So I threw them in there, and then on the hike in, I had those running, and then like I only used them really for like Netflix at night. When I was just watching my own stuff, um, and then true uh, millennial watching movies <laughs> at night in the backcountry, just can't yeah. get away. Well, we're gonna get into a good tip on that. Yeah, like, it's a game changer. Oh yeah, we have a good tip for that. And then just it, it was honestly game changer on um, the last day where we had to just move everything. Like it, like I don't. I'm a big music guy. Like anytime I run or anything, like I got music in. And I know. But and Bone Thugs is the go-to. Bone Thugs was Busy the go-to. Bone, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All the bone, all, yeah. the, all the bone thugs. Got to listen to that. And That's there was funny. one time where we were going and Brady like had stopped to like do something with his pack. And like, I was just, he, I like, I, I don't even think I said anything to you. And I just like literally just went across. Cause I was like, if I don't, if I lose my train of thought right now, I got the motivation going. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, Lorenzo, it's like you're doing heavy weight or something where it's like, nope, just going to do it. Like, just going to send like your spotter's not even there. Just like, I'm in like, yeah. And I was just like, all right, I got to go cross it right now. So I did that and then made it across and yeah, yeah that the river crossing was something else. Another thing I'll bring up too on the river crossings you have to kind of consider too, like in those mornings, it's always going to be the safest to cross. Yeah. As you get through that yeah. day, when it gets warmer and warmer, it's going to get a little more sketchy. So if you can just time it where you hit it in the morning and then maybe you have a really late pack out coming back to camp, you might be safe again because that water is going to start going back down a little bit. But mornings are usually going to be your safest bet to get across some things. It's a different set of scenarios, isn't it, that you may not face in the fall or think about. I mean, as I'm listening to you talk, it sounds to me like uh, pre, pre-hunt pre planning, prep, uh, e-scouting is, is probably more imperative for bear hunting than it is for, you know, deer or elk in yep. the fall even. That's what's really good too. Like turn on roads and trails, mm-hmm. literally dive into your place you're going to go. And if you have a river crossing, you should probably look at that and make sure, is there a bridge there? Is there a natural means I can cross? Or am I gonna legit have to bring some little hip waders or change out of my boots and put Crocs on? Or is it small? Like most time in the spring right now, everything's gonna be blown out. And so that definitely has to become a consideration because you might not be able, you might have all that e-scouting plan, that spot you wanna get back to, but you hit there the first day and you realize, wow, we can't even get back there. What do we do now? Yeah. And that's where I think it's always beneficial to have backup plans. Gotcha. Even on this hunt, if we couldn't get where we wanted to do, I had a million other backup plans where we were going to go and try to find other bears in other places. Again, because I hadn't been there before. I hadn't actually stepped foot. Yeah. I've just stared at it on my computer in 3D. Did he forever. let you know where you were going before you left? Yeah, he was nice enough to he do did? that. He did? Yeah. Wow. It took a while, though. Wow. wow. It was maybe like to like, like the last on the, hour. On the drive up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so listen, here's where we're going, actually. We had, we had a lot yeah. of, like, at this point, you can now take your head your uh, your headband off there, yeah. take, your, take your eye covers off, and you yeah. can look at, your own, <laughs> look at your own map. Yeah, I think he let me know, I don't know, like a week or two ahead. Yeah. And I just did like some, down, mostly just to download offline maps and everything, because I knew... Going in, Brady was going to have it pretty locked down. And I had like some little spots picked out. And we went through like a little game plan and did that the first couple of days. But did yeah. you ever during this hunt just be like, hey, Brady, do you know I, I got this spot I've been looking at? <laughs> like, <laughs> no. I, I know that he you've got your thing, but <laughs> I did, have I, you thought about he, this? He was, I will say, like, Brady was like, what do you think? Like, you know, if we're at a spot, like glass and something. He'd be like, what do you think? Like, what do you think we should do? So like, I, like in the back of my head, I was like, oh, that's nice. Brady actually cares about what I'm thinking right now. And he's not like, we're just going to my spots. Yeah. But, but again, though, too, like we talked about in the previous podcast, though, like 
you're basically like acting like a sponge and like soaking yeah. up everything. So like the thought of two asking you questions a lot of times was to have you do a thought process. So if you were there by yourself, how would you react to the situations as well? Right. So like, I want to, I want to immerse you in the hunt. I don't just want to be like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna go out there and you're listening to everything I say. Like I'm some dictator, which is not the way it should be. Right? <laughs> yeah. You need to both it's a mountain leader. Did you get, <laughs> give him multiple choice questions in this scenario? <laughs> would I, you? I did dive Wrong. in. I did, <laughs> I did dive in and though, like when we were doing stuff, I was like, all right, do you have all location services turned off on your phone? Are your photos, do they have location services turned on? We need to make sure this is a lockdown tight. I don't want you texting somebody some girl. somewhere. He, some girl. he forwards that picture on and on, and all of a sudden they can pull some GPS coordinates of exactly where we're hunting. Honestly, it is a big deal, though. Like, it, it, there's a lot of spots that have been blown up over the years because of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I play it safe. Uh, don't have any of my locations on or nothing. The only person who, like, truly ever had my location is probably my mom. And she does not hunt yeah. at all. He, he even pulled up his inReach once, and I like glanced over. You know, like someone's on their phone or whatever, and you like kind of see what they're doing. I'm like, kind of take note. I was like, oh, he's on his inReach. I looked over. I was like, okay, your location's turned off. That's good. <laughs> he was like, what does that button do? I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have told you. I was like, yeah, if you untap that button, that's going to show your location. It'll show your coordinates. Yeah. 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 So I was yeah. like, make sure that little cross mark is always on that little icon so yeah. we do not share our location with anyone. Yep. It was fun. Did you guys ride up together? Yep. You guys never hunted together? Never no. hunted together. How'd the ride, ride up go? What do we talk about? We talk about all sorts of random things. We're kind of this like, this so ride up, as you know, is all, you're always just jacked. You have a bunch of conversation, yeah. then you kind of zone out to music for a while. Any, any apprehension for either one of you going on a hunt together for the first time? I know that you guys know each other at work and your offices are pretty much right next to each other, but any, any apprehension? One way or the other? No. You can be honest. I'm being honest. No. <laughs> I, no I, you're I, not. I, I can was, tell. Look at your face. That's why. <laughs> Come on. I was, I was jacked. I mean... I was like, we just had normal conversations like the whole time. We stopped at the taxidermist to drop off the Audad and your Cougar. Um, and we we're that was like kind of early in the ride. So, like, we were jacked up and everything. And then um, eventually, like, I fell asleep. And next thing you know, we're sleeping outside the truck to get ready to go hunt the next day. But I mean, I, w I was hyped the whole time going up because I knew like I was in for something like crazy. And that's exactly what happened. And I think like the coolest thing was realizing like on the mountain i finally found someone who can match like what i want to do and then also like go over like what i want to do physically so like that was super cool to like have someone like not limiting you back on like what you want to do and i think <clears throat> not to put words in brady's mouth but like anything crazy that he wanted to do i was like right behind them i was like all right let's like find a way like let's get over there let's let's get it done and that's i think the one of the biggest things too like i think we talked about on the other podcast about like knowing your hunting partner and mm -hmm. Being on the same level in, in terms of adventure, you both want to do the same thing because if you hunt with someone, you know, if that person's not into it and maybe not in the same physical shape you are or is nervous about something, they might, you might ask them, hey, do you think we should go over there? Should we go over there and try to kill that bear? And if they have hesitation, that hesitation could bleed onto you and all of a sudden you might not want to go do something because that person is kind of saying, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that or let's just not do it, let's just rest today. And all of a sudden now, three days later, you haven't gone and seen any bears because yeah. you're starting to hold yourself back and not going to do things where he, him and I, we wanted to do everything, no matter how far it was, no matter how late we got back to camp at night, everything we wanted to do, we were on the same wavelength, which was really perfect. We never tried to like talk each other out of doing something. We're always like, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go freaking try to kill that bear right now. Even though we just climbed all the way up here, we're going to drop two and a half thousand feet in matters of 15 minutes. Yeah. And it you took us all day to get there. Like we were gung ho to do anything. PMA we partners, positive mental attitudes. Yeah. That leads was, to a lot of, lot of good outcomes when both partners are just P 
PMA mindset. I do want to say that I don't know how, like, so we got finally to where we wanted to, to hunt. And so we slept that morning, like, what, three hours? Mm-hmm. So you got there late. Super late. Super drove late, pulled in. You drive yeah. all day? All night. All day. All day. So while Omar slept. Yeah, I only slept for like three hours, <laughs> all right? Millennials. I was, I, was a good, I was a good hunting partner. <laughs> I love that you brought up the drive, though. Because, yeah. like, new, new hunting partners, they hadn't <laughs> hunted together. They haven't spent, you know, like, real intimate personal time together. I know you're a, you're a personal just, time kind of guy. I'm just projecting my own awkwardness me too. onto this conversation. <laughs> me too. My, yeah, like, for me, driving eight hours or wherever with some guy I've never hunted with, that's like, oh, God. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I loved you asked the question and went right <laughs> over both of their heads. But me, internally, I'm like, yep, I, that's immediately where my mind would go. It's like, man, eight, 12 hours in a car, like, Mm-hmm. I'm a, that's my personal time kind of a thing. You know, you and I are the type of people that are before that even happens, we're in our own heads about it. Like how, what's that drive going to be like? hundred percent. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like what am I going to, and do? you know, look, just being honest, but like him and I are going hunting. I'm probably going to drive alone. Like I just, that's what I do. It's like when you <laughs> and I hunt, we just drove. Yeah. every time I'm like, yeah, that's just meet great. You, it was like a, a mutual understanding. Yeah. Hey, I'll meet you at the truck. Meet, I'll meet you there. <laughs> like you get your time. I'll get my time. Yeah. We're, we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. We're both okay with it, but yeah, yeah. It's, just, I, it's, I, I, it's different. But yeah, I was, I was curious. Do you ever worry about awkward silences when you're riding with someone yes. for long periods of time? Like you want to talk the whole time? I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, man, just. I don't ever want to talk the whole time of any, any time ever. Really? Yeah. I'm like a talker. I'll, I'll just like talk and talk and talk. <laughs> I drive in silence a lot. Like I'll go in and out of podcast yeah. to just silence. Me too. And then podcast to silence. I'm, I'm a good like reader though of like the vibe of the car vibe like yeah if, if i'm reading that like someone's tired and like they don't want to talk i won't talk if i'm reading that like brady wants to talk and he's got something on his mind i'm i just jump in and i'm all here and like yeah. all right like i feel like i'm a little car counselor like on the way up or yeah. on the way down and i even like stood up i stood up literally the whole way down where i could have gone to bed at 10 o'clock while brady was driving but i was like you know what we're long road truckers right now we're gonna <laughs> truck, truck through this thing right now and i, I, I gotta got, stay up for my co-pilot you know i can't leave him hanging i can't tell him trucking's in my blood so you kind of look like a long-haul trucker so i'm like i can handle it is legitimately in his blood though that's his family <laughs> yeah, oh yeah that's, that's what they right. do yeah no i see yeah. what you're saying yeah. as in my blood so he the only time by it honestly the only time i had omar drive is i needed to do a bunch of work beforehand so i was like hot spot on my phone my laptop so from vegas you know part way up i was i was working and the rest of the way I brady went. does that you go on hunts with brady brady's like over there on his computer working along yeah bro I i've i have always said that no one works like brady on a hunt yeah, it's, to, it's yeah, unbelievable content never rests i mean unless you're on a hunt for me it kind of rests <laughs> <Me too. laughs> like just a little don't bit. talk to me i don't want to talk it, it kind of rests but, but what yeah. i thought was funny though we finally got to where we're at like oh, we're gonna sleep for three hours and um, I, I brought specifically i was like okay we're gonna bring an extra sleeping bag because everything's mm-hmm. all packed already. Yep. Our full, our full backs, packs are low. So I don't want to dig down in my backpack, pull a sleeping bag. I had an extra one of those roll-up pads, you know, the old foam ones we all used to use yep. that are just horrible. I pull that sucker out. I'm just laying on the ground outside the truck. I'm like, Omar, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to sleep in the truck. He literally slept in the front seat, didn't even fold up, fold up my center console thing, and slept in the passenger nope. seat for three hours. Well, I'm out there just laying down again. Did you actually sleep? sleep? Cool out. Oh, yeah. I knocked out. You can sleep in a truck like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I haven't been hunting for that long, but like that—that's always been like my thing. Like if I go somewhere and it's late and you know I don't want to hike in the dark, I'll just sleep in like the front seat of my car. And I—I I don't know. I think it's just because I've been doing that that scared, I could. I scared could do you getting kidnapped? 
Scared, no. Scared of the dark? I'm not scared of the dark. There's the hills there. have eyes kind of shit or what's there's going on in there. There's, <laughs> there's just a sanctuary in your truck. I, where oh, it's I like, know. No it's, creepy crawlies tonight. Like, it's just super easy. Like, no. So whenever I get somewhere and I feel like I'm pretty like, I'm not small, but I'm kind of like limber and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. I could just, I could honestly sleep anywhere. We'll revisit this in five or 10 years. I agree. You got a bunch of them under your belt. I guarantee you're not sleeping in the front seat of your well, truck. Well, that's now I got, got a truck caught. You just, you, you just keep a cot in your truck no matter what. Yeah, that's true. Well, now I got, um, in my Tundra, I got the, what is that? The cab over whatever it's called in the back. Hold on. Let's not talk about his truck. Okay. Literally we're 24 hours from leaving. We're planning on taking his truck up the whole time. Magically. <laughs> his truck starts not working. Magically. Not 24 magic. hours before him. Fuel pump. Yeah. Went yeah, it out. Just went Sorry, out, man. Sorry, man. We got, to, we got to take a truck. Break. I got a bad time. Radiator is leaking. Is By the leaking. way, the way my debit card and bank account, like I can't pay for fuel either. Like, well, this, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> no, I was not. I get I flagged for out of state. Yeah. Charges. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I lost my car on the way out and couldn't pay for anything. Yeah. Man. So, perfect. Yeah. And for a while, he couldn't find his hunting license. Oh, man. He's like digging, he's like tearing apart the entire truck trying to That's find his hunting true. license. That's actually true. That part is. We got to Brady's house where I was unloading everything into his truck and everything was all loaded. For every, for every reason, like I was like, I got to just make sure my hunt. It's like checking your passport. Like if you're at the airport, it's like maybe like the worst spot to finally check for it, but. I'm gonna check my passport at the airport. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna check my, if I have my hunting license in my pack. And I actually moved it from where I like normally store. I normally like just put it in a top lid and like it just stays there. And I put it into my kill kit this time. And I was freaking out because it wasn't in my top lid. So I was like tearing through everything. Brady's like loading the truck up. And then I finally get to like the game bag, which was at the bottom of the pack because it's the game bag and kill kit, everything. The kill kit, sorry. And then it was in there. And then, but Brady, like I could tell he's like, Oh gosh, like this guy almost forgot his hunting license, whatever. What else is going to happen on this trip? But this is why this comes with experience though, because now you're going to realize where you keep your gear every single time. Like yeah. you, have, you have a home for your gear, you know, okay, your kill kits in this section of your pack, you pack it in the middle of the backpack or you use your top lid or like me, I throw my tags in my, my bino harness. And yeah. That's where I, I put my tags in my bino harness every time. Yeah. Really? So, so like eventually time. you'll just know where things are at and it becomes easier. It becomes like second nature. Like, oh yeah, I know it's there because... What I changed my pack setup, not to make like a excuse, but I changed my pack setup this year. So there was always like this one spot in my pack that I used to have where I would put it. And then having a new pack, I was like, well, I got to choose a new spot. And it's like that kind of had me thrown off. But again, but you're doing that right now on a spring bear hunt, figuring out all those. Yep. Different nuance type things. For exactly. In the future. And the year so. before you left, you didn't do it at the trailhead. Yeah, exactly. That's always good. <laughs> yeah. That's always good. Could have been worse. <laughs> always could be worse. Yep. So you pull up the trailhead, you get up that morning, you three hours of sleep? Three hours of sleep. Yeah, let's go, the, let's go day by day now. Yeah, let's, let's go day, go day, day by day. day. Yeah. So we, we started talking a little bit about some of the river crossings on, on the first day. So the first day, you know, we start going in. And of course, you know, it's partly cloudy, kind of looks like shit hit, hit the fan anytime soon. Like it's getting kind of dark in the skies. Starts raining on us. Yeah, of course on the hike in. What's the trailhead like? You got people at your trailhead? Or uh, are you using trailhead? No, there's there's a few other people, but like, it's a couple trucks. Honestly, like it's, it wasn't a concern to me, and it still is always at this, my mind. You get there, you can't let yourself get discouraged if the other people at, at trailhead or wherever you might be parking. You don't know where they're going to be hunting. Yeah, and you just gotta know. You, I have a plan. The mountains are huge. I might not see them at all. So you can't let that. Creeping your head right away. You don't want doubt flowing through, so keep all the negative thoughts away. You check the plates, see where they're from. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I knew you did. <laughs> Have to. <laughs> I knew you did. You know, <clears throat> some locals, some out of staters. So yeah, so we start we start going in, and it starts raining, and we had multiple times where it starts like kind of downpouring. 
but it's like, oh, I'm still hiking. All of a sudden, like, oh, let's take off and uh, put our rain jackets on. So I'm like, yeah, let's just do rain jacket, no pants. We literally, we literally, uh, <laughs> literally no pants. <laughs> no, no pants. It's Sorry. Boxers. It's for the heat, you know. Yeah. I just had a visual of you hiking. I've done river it. crossing in no pants. My oh, kids yeah. love to be like, oh, yeah, you did that one Wyoming hunt where you're walking around in your underwear. They love to bring <laughs> yeah. that up. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're sitting down. We're like, all right, we should put our rain jacket on and hike. Because we literally dig everything out of our pack, backpack. Mine's on the outside of my pack, so it's really easy to grab. And we throw it on and we start hiking for like, what two minutes rain stops yeah I'm like great we just stopped and put on a rain jacket now i'm sweaty again because i had the rain jacket on it's not letting mm-hmm. me breathe as well so now we stop again take the rain jacket off start go hiking for a little bit further and uh that mountain range we walked around was giant it took for if it looked like on the map we could just oh yeah we're gonna shoot here go over to here get around this big little loop of the mountain range and start hiking up and get we wanted to do a observation point right away that's what my thought process was we're just gonna Get somewhere high. Everyone knows I like to go high on my hunts just to use as an observation. I want to see what levels the bears are at. So now we're, di- we're ditching all the, all the rain gear off our bodies. We start hiking up this ridge, and uh, it was pretty steep. Yeah. It looked like we were, down, we were down below looking at it. Like, oh, we just had to get right to there. You know, but always as the case, you start going up there, and that is not the top. And then it's another False section. summit. False summit all the time. And then God, you get those are the one. worst. How heavy is and your pack? It, so his was, yours was 62? 64, I think. Oh, yours was 64, 62. mine was 62. Yeah. How many days of food is that? Nine, Nine. days. Nine full and days. And that's, inclu- that's not including uh, our rifles. So yeah. his rifle's Gosh, probably 11. That's just 11. pack weight. Yeah. yeah, pack weight. And that was water included. Oh, you got water. Three yep, liters? Yep, three liters. Yep, three <clears throat> liters and then a one liter Nalgene. And then I had a six liter drum light. Oh, you're packing water up. I, I, I didn't pack the six liter one yet. Gotcha. But we did the three and then that because there's snow. Mm-hmm. And I, I could see there was snow up high. So like, we'll find a north facing spot where we can probably get snow. How did Omar handle the pack? I thought I did fine. <laughs> no, no issues. No. Do you have the, Do you guys have that like first? I always have this. So like first day I start out, I'm I'm like you. I'm jacked. I'm super excited to be out there. I get like maybe the first mile, mile and a half, two miles, and I'm like, man, this pack is damn heavy. Like yeah. this is gonna suck. I hate this. Yep. I'm hating it. It's heavy. And then I hit a point. Typically, I don't know, maybe two or three hours in, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 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 loosening up. And then by days two, three, and four, I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. I get a lot too where I throw in a heavy pack and for whatever reason my breathing isn't correct at the time. I don't yeah, know. Like, I do that too. You start like breathing really hard. You're not getting your breath. You're like trying to take deep breaths for a little bit, and all of a sudden you get in a zone where now you totally forgot about it, and you're like, okay, now it feels like I'm doing a slow walk and yep. got my breathing dialed, and all your body yep. functions are are flowing really well. Yeah, yeah the pack always just sucks right away. It feels so heavy. Yeah, and like I was saying, like his his rifle is like 11 pounds or something like that. He took my 6.8 Western, mm-hmm. and I had my 300 Rum, which is 14 pounds. So like, yeah. 62 sounds really light until I throw a 14 pound rifle on the side. Yeah. yeah. I'm like you, Trail. My mental mountain is like, comes in the first half a day. Yep. Where I'm just like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. Like, this is, this is not good. Like, <laughs> I, how, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I'm, you know, those first couple of miles, that's in my mind, like, I become a mental midget in the like, first half a day. <laughs> but then I start, like, you start to cover some ground and you're like, okay. Yep. start to settle in but man that's the first little bit for me every time is my mental mountain i'm like holy shit yeah it's almost like you're when you're when your focus starts to switch from like i'm just going from point a to point b to like okay i'm actually here to do something it's yeah. not, i'm starting to be more observational i'm starting to look at the landscape i'm looking for animals i'm glass and at that point like i just kind of transition over it like i'm used to it i agree i will mm-hmm. say like last year is the year i put more time in in the summer with a weighted backpack so i was doing three or four days a week is that what the cool kids call rucking Rucking, yeah. Mother <laughs> rucking. 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, cut that. Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I, I, last year I did more of that, and I will say it did help a lot. Like just throwing on a heavy pack, it, mm-hmm. it felt significantly better right out the gate. weren't your weren't your boots recently new? Yeah. How, How recent? Like out of the box? Like out of the box. I think I wore them on a javelina hunt. Oh, okay, you wore them. Yep, wore them. What were you wearing? Uh, the Hanwag Makakambis. Okay. Sweet boot. Yeah, yeah. Good you really enjoyed yeah. those boots? I really loved those boots. And I brought two boots that I wanted to try out, and it was kind of like a game time decision. Did you put one on one foot and one on the other? Yeah. Test them out. Test them out. <laughs> and then I was like, I, <clears throat> so the other boot that I brought, I've never worn before. Like, I wore it around the neighborhood with, like, a, my pack, and, like, I don't know. Like, I think I kind of just got into my mind where I was, like, I haven't put it, like, through, like, the true mountain test. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm, like, if I choose these boots and they destroy my feet, I'm going to be so really pissed that I chose that. Well, I was like, I have these other companies that I've used for three days and I know how they're going to work. So I chose those. Gotcha. And, and I think a little bit of my thought process from that one podcast we did when my feet got destroyed, when Porter convinced me to wear a new pair of boots. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like, hey, you might not want to wear a new pair of boots on the hunt that we're about to go in. Yeah. Yeah. So, Did you have a mental mountain on that first, that first day? Knowing you were going with Brady and like, you no. got to keep up. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, it's Brady. Yeah. Like, did you have that in your head at all with this pack, the gun, the whole deal where you're like, holy shit, how am I going to do this? I th- so when I threw the pack on, right, without the gun, like at home, and I was like, just threw it on. I was like, oh, this is easy. We're going to cruise some miles. And then that 12 pounds of the rifle and everything, yeah. like I was like, when we got to the trailhead and I threw it on, I was like, fuck. Like, did you this- strap it to your pack or did you carry it on your shoulder? We strapped it to the pack. Gotcha. Yeah, so he, he asked me beforehand about the stone glacier. Was it the gunsling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really don't. I've had it before, but like I think just strapping it on is totally fine. It's going to be more safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And we had the marsupial rifle cover on there. So like I want to protect my weapon because everyone knows when I'm out there, the weapon is everything to me. Yep. And so if it's secure on your backpack, it's not going to fall off your shoulder, hit something, or you know where exactly where it's at. Eventually you're going to start to like, I don't know, I always envisioned it like a bull elk. Eventually, you start to know where your antler titans are when you're walking around. You know where your gun is, so you're, yep. like, you're you're ducking perfectly to avoid tree branches. You're not smacking your gun against stuff. Like that is kind of the downside when you put on a backpack because your rifle barrel is going to sit a lot higher. Yeah. yeah, there's always that first day awkwardness. Awkwardness. Like oh, you yeah. carry your bow around. I mean, the first day of a hunt, you're like, when have I carried a bow for ten hours in a day in my left yeah. hand? You know, there's like that first day. Carrying like, eight, oh. Do you carry an eight pound weight when you're rucking just to practice? No, but I should. Yeah. Oh, that's a good tip. Bro, when I went hunting with with trail the first time. And he had his little finger sling for his bow. Yeah. Oh, he like, always has his finger sling on. Like, Trill, you, you're going to carry this thing for nine hours? Like, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't like a mile. Like, we're going for nine hours. And he's like, yeah, I'll just carry it the whole time. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's like, I swear by the end of a hunt, my left arm is longer. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I always carry it because I just think I'm so much more mobile with it. Like, I can move it through the brush and yeah. the trees. And I'm just, I'm a freak about falling on it. Like, if I put that on my pack and I'm cruising down a slope and my heels go out from underneath me and I fall on my bottom cam, yeah. I'm like, Brady, like, if I fall on my cam and I screw that up and I break a string, like, I'm effed. That's yeah. it, you know? So I'm a freak about it. But there mm-hmm. is that, like, first day, yeah. just like, man, my left arm is really long <laughs> <laughs> right now. I hate uh, it. So I'm that's, joke in there, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you I like the office reference. Yeah. So that you was, get to the, was, get to the base of this hill and you're looking up at it and it looks super steep. Yeah. Was it as steep as you thought it was? Oh, it yeah. was so more, gosh, more so. It was so steep, and we it would have been raining a little bit. So now we're like, we're not going to put our rain gear on this time. We're just going to keep hiking. Of course, you wait 15 minutes. The weather changes. That's the worst. On yeah. and off, your so right right off the bat, we're kind of getting wet. And then uh, what was that one piece of gear, Omar, that you realized you did not have? And this is a oh, fault. I already know what it is. This is a fault of me. 
because I did I, I just assumed he had this set pack cover. No? No. no. Oh. One piece of gear that I didn't have. You didn't have on the first day that you realized would be a nice thing. And I was, just, I was like, Omar, I have like six other pairs of these at home I could have given you. And you're like, oh, my, my leg, my feet are smaller than you. So Puffy pants? Nope. The one piece of gear you said you were definitely going to bring next time on a spring bear hunt. Oh, now I'm forgetting. Yeah, you should. That's why I, I write notes all the time. Was it boot gators? Boot gators. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just assume you're going on a spring bear hunt. You know you're going to be carrying gators. Wet. So you have any gators? I don't have any he gators. He didn't have any gators. So his lower part of his legs were, were soaked mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. All the time. I need to put an order for some gators because... You just had wet feet then the whole time. Wet feet, and then I was rocking the stone glacier to have on the light pants. So like, those were always, like, soaked halfway down. I should have just got some gators. And then all the stuff is leaking into your boots. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's like so your socks you got wet, wet feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you constantly have more wet feet. Osmosis. Which we did have wet feet later on when we started in river crossing. Mm-hmm. But once we finally got up there... I'm like this train's starting to look really good. We're gonna take it a little bit slower now. Let's stop and you know do some glassing here. How many miles in are you? Uh, probably five at this yeah, point. Yeah, five or something. Yeah, we get up on this little ridge. Starts looking really good. Um, the, the terrain we looked at, I was like, you always do one of those things. Like, you start peeking up. You're like, oh, I think I said a million times, Omar, this looks perfect. Yeah. I think everything I looked at, I kept saying it looked perfect. But then you sit down for a little bit, like, wow, that does not look perfect. <laughs> but, but like right away when you creep up, like, this oh, time there's gotta be a bear here. Something's here. <laughs> there's gotta be a bear. Then we sit down for 15 minutes. I'm like, ooh, that train actually sucked. Like, what were you even wasting our time glassing? But we were glassing there, and this is the funny part I want to get to. So all of a sudden we're glassing. We walk down this little finger ridge, get out this little rock pile, glassed up down the bottom. We come back grab all our stuff we start hiking back up we're trying to find that little flat spot yep and so we keep looking at the map like yeah we can probably camp here you do the thing again where i don't know if you do it you find a spot where you want to camp and you start like getting down at a weird angle like looking at the slope looking at everything like if i put my teepee here mm-hmm. how's it gonna lay and like now nah, let's go up a little bit more and at that point i'm like i just want to get this freaking pack off like mm-hmm. i don't care if it's nasty i want to get this pack off and we can deal with it but we went up one more little bump on the ridge decently flat we started digging out that entire area trying to find a make it so we can put our shelter there and this is another piece of gear that we both want to do which is what trails done before the old carbon whip it yeah Yeah. Yeah. it would have been great to have that little what do you call it ice pick Mm -hmm. thing in the back end self-arrest is what they call it so basically sounds like you could have used the self-arrest yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's another (laughs) part we're talking about too yeah so we really wish we had that to dig out our spot for our shelter because we're trying to kick all these like grass mounds and boulders we're digging out all these boulders trying to make it flat besides that you just look like a pimp with your (laughs) (laughs) mountain pimp i got a question for you there's a t-shirt do you ever get worried do you ever get worried you're going to stab yourself if uh yeah I've, I've thought? thought about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I carry it like a cane. Yeah. You know, you just put your hand on the top of it. And like I said, I typically have something in my left hand anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like super sharp. I mean, if you defi- if you took that to the guts, it, it'd yeah. penetrate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'd feel it. Yeah. So then, so then we, uh, we set up camp. Yep. All of a sudden, Omar's taking a bunch of his gear out, his backpack. We're kind of getting comfortable. Like, we can glass right from camp. That's another really benefit of that spot I wanted to pick out because I knew we could kind of glass in the mm. morning if we wanted to, glass in the evening. We could, if it was raining, we could just open up the rain, the, the teepee and sit in there and, and be dry and glass outside of it. And then we had a giant uh, section of snowpack, a little snowfield right behind our camp. So I knew if I, we need more water, we could have more water. And this is the funny part. So all of a sudden Omar is starting to take his gear out. He looks at his tripod. He's like, my gosh. My tripod leg's gone. And I, oh. know, I know if you've, you and I was like, I even brought you and Neville up like Trail and Neville yeah. are the only ones I've known to lose a tripod leg and now Omar. 
It's a thing. It's an epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One that I was not aware of. What, yeah. what so happened? As, it's as a big issue. As we're going up, at some point, he had his, tri- he had his tripod outside of his backpack. Yeah. And at one point, he asked me, he's like, Brady, did you forget your tripod? I'm like, no, it's inside my backpack. Because I, I got that new 8700 mm-hmm. giant backpack, so I could just shove it inside there. Yep. Yeah. Omar's like, oh, I guarantee it. It's at that last ridge we were glassing. So I'm like, all right, I'll start, you know, just setting up camp, staking it in, getting all the guidelines out. You go walk down that ridge a little bit further. Now you're empty, so you can walk easier and try to find it. He comes back up like 30 minutes later. He's like, no, man, I can find it. Yeah, you lose it. It just comes unscrewed while you're hiking along and just drops out the drops bottom. Drops the bottom. So then I was like, well, don't mess it up now. Weird. Because we can probably yeah. have Cody Nelson get you a replacement. And he's I like, don't I'll know. Buy one. I'm still like, walking around with one, two legs on one leg, one, <laughs> one section. Yeah. So I was like, so there's so a bipod like, now. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just a shorter tripod. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to pull the bottom two legs out of the other two and just shorten the whole thing. There you go. So I, so I told them, like, all right, don't mess up these threads. Like, I know Neville and Trail both messed up the threads on there, so they cannot have a replacement leg put on right now because you're basically slick. So, like, all right, he took out some, was it electrical tape? Or electrical tape that I had on my So he had electrical board. tape and electrical tape all the threads. So for the rest of the hunt, he had missing leg. And what's funny, I was jump into it right now, so we're talking about it. On our pack out, the first pack out we did, we did, like, three of them, trying to pack all the gear and everything. All of a sudden, I look down below, and I'm like, Omar. Found his and leg. it was literally what, like, he lost in the first two like miles. Two miles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he guaranteed uh, me, he's like, no, I was at this glassing spot. And we spent other, another day when we were walking down trying to find his tripod leg. Yeah. yeah and then I woke up early one day and I think I did that hike like two times. And I was like, dang, dude, like, this, this is a bummer. I don't have my tripod leg. And then I, was, I thought, like, that for sure it was gone. But we're hiking out and then Brady's like, oh, here's your tripod leg. And I'm like, damn. Well, at least I got it, but nice. <laughs> and he didn't mess up. He did not mess up the threads. He was you should able to have put. Right you should have put that in your pack and gave it to me. And this, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the same one. Yes, yeah, I knew it would on be. Yeah, T one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty four. That electrical tape one, comes oh, in handy. That's the MacGyver of all, of all. I make sure I have a full roll of electrical tape every time I go to the backcountry. Yeah. I do the. I wrap tape on my trekking pole. I don't know, just like the extra weight thing, but I'm like, no. honestly, I'm just going to start throwing a whole roll in there. I do it every time. A whole yeah. roll of duct tape? A whole roll of electrical, electrical tape. Electrical. <laughs> I, I have an Wait entire... Wait a minute, let's not get crazy. I have yeah. an entire roll of electrical tape in my kill kit at all times. Maybe we should take a bunch of gaff tape and steal it from Cody's office. Gaff tape yeah, works great. Yeah. Cody's over there shaking his head, yeah. So were you dis- So that, this was day one. Set up camp. We start glassing a little bit. We did not turn up a bear on day one. Did we not were, turn up we a bear on day one, See no. sign? Uh, tracks? No, no Scat? tracks. No. no. Were you concerned at all on day one? I haven't, I haven't asked you that before yet. Uh, I wasn't concerned. I really, which I don't think I mentioned, I really did not like that spot that we we're glassing on day one. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good. Yeah. And so we wasted that evening also glassing right from camp right there. Yep. And uh, it was the second night you had the debacle? No, second night okay. I had the debacle. So we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> okay, so the second day now, Omar wakes up well before I do. I was exhausted from the three hours of sleep. I literally told him when I was hiking in, I am so drained. Like I was just gone. Like, he, yeah, he was torched. I was torched from driving the whole way, trying to catch up on work, doing all this, all this shit before we're getting up there. So I'm like, dude, this is, I need to sleep. I'm not going to wake up in the morning. Like, and, I, and hold on. I was the good hunting partner. Where I was like, you know, we're hunting. It's early. I wasn't going to be like, come on, wake up, Brady. Like, let's go. Yeah. I was just like, he all right, good. like, sweet. Brady's got to recover. He's got to... Do a thing, sleep a little, get a little shut eye. I'm just gonna sit here. There's a shitload of stuff that I could glass, so I'm gonna go just glass from camp, look for my tripod leg and everything. But then he wakes up and 
He's like, oh, I feel great. I'm like, yes, it's the Brady Miller that I yeah, need. I right felt now. like a million bucks. And Lorenzo knows I can sleep in the backcountry. Oh, yeah. oh, can you sleep in the backcountry? <laughs> so I, th- I think I woke up. What I wake up at 10? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I woke up at 10 in the morning. And bear hunting is usually not the best in the morning anyway. I do love to go out in the morning mm-hmm. and check out because I have killed some bears in the morning that we've glassed up. But like, Omar was great. He hopped out of the tent and did some glassing. So he was a great hunting partner. He understood that, you know, I wasn't feeling great because my body was just torched and he went out and glassed. But the funny thing is, though, I ne- like, as you know, I never heard him leave the tent. I all of a sudden woke up and I like looked over and I'm like, he's gone. And I looked at my watch. I'm like, oh shit. It's you, like late in the morning. You don't hear much when you're I don't sleeping. hear anything. That's <laughs> why I, I'm always nervous. I'm going to get attacked by a bear and I'm sleeping at night. But so that was, so the second day we woke up, glassed a little bit right there. Yeah. Um, you, you had been glassing. So I was like, okay, let's just grab our gear. Let's go hike up this top of this ridge. So you're just day hunting from your, at that point you're, you're, you're using that as a base, base camp. camp. Yep. yep. Gotcha. So we started hiking up a steep ridge and that other ridge was crazy steep you know all those little scree rocks everywhere steeper so than the first pull steeper yeah. than the first pull by far really yeah and we had thought like we had thought about maybe putting camp up there but like i didn't want to potentially toss it up there yet i figured we, we have a snowpack down here we'll just day hunt and yeah it's gonna suck every day to climb up that next hill but the next hill we get on the ridge and we can follow this ridge line way down the mountain then we can look at both sides so mm-hmm. now we can look at a south facing slope we can look at a north facing slope we can look at a bunch of finger ridges so this is where i get into earlier about like being able to check out all the terrain. Don't just say like, I'm gonna hunt a south-facing slope and only glass a south-facing slope because that's typically where green grass might grow up. I wanted to glass everything. So we start working down this ridge and this is the day we, we hiked a long ways down yeah. that ridge. Like we bumped into a bunch of those elk on top. Yep. Those, those young, or I don't know if they're young bulls, but bulls are starting to grow. Had some good velvet already on them. Start going all the way down this ridge and uh, it actually was a pretty decent ridge, except for some of that snow we kept having to deal with. We had a post through the snow. So again, him having gators would have been great. Yeah. We get all the way out on the spot finally, and we're on the wrong face, wrong side of it. And all of a sudden we're like, hey, let's just shoot up top. Could be eventually got off the ridge because of the way it was easier to get off the ridge because the ridge was, had a bunch of shit brush everywhere. Climb back up on top of the ridge, start sitting there glassing. And how long were we glassing for there? It was quite a while. It was while. quite a bit. It was like, I want to say it was like, Three-ish yeah. hours. Yeah, so I think it. I think we finally. We. I saw the first bear. Yeah, it's probably three hours in. It might yeah. have been six something in the evening. Probably five forty-five or whatever. But it was one of those things where we were sitting down. This is what I like to do when I'm glassing for bears a lot. Like, don't just sit down and glass. Like, be mobile. Like, I would go twenty yards to the left, twenty yards to the right, fifty yards to the right. Climb up a little bit. Climb down a little bit. Just trying to get different angles on things. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I left my my pack and stuff and just walked over with my binos. I'm just standing up next to a tree and it looks straight down below me. And I'm like, I, like, I swear I had a bear. And I couldn't confirm it. So I'm like, I, I set down my binos right there so I knew the exact spot I was standing. So on spots where it's hard to reference exactly where I was at because I was looking through a bunch of trees. But I'm like, I swear I saw a black thing. Went over to Omar and told him. He came over. We started sitting there. I'm like, gosh, I can't find this anywhere. I'm looking all around down below me. I was like, I referenced it was straight down below to the point where I realized I might not see it if I sit down. So I kept sitting down. I was like, I couldn't see it. So I needed to stand up to glass straight down below me. Like, all right, let's, and then we just dropped, we dropped down, right? Yeah, we dropped down a little yeah. bit. So we dropped down and tried to get a different angle again. So we dropped probably, I don't know, hundred yards down the mountain. Yeah. Um, and then it was shortly right after I was like, dude, I got the bear. Got him right there. And uh, we started looking at him for a little bit, throw some digiscope on. And you know, it's day two. How far? Uh, it's like Six, six, yeah. yeah it, was, it was closer then, yeah. Yeah. So we looked at the bear for a while. I was like, we, we played the thing as we discussed earlier. If you glass the animal, it's yours. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be lazy up there. Like, yeah, Omar's never killed a bear. 
like I fully want him to kill a bear, but you know, if I glass up a tank first mm-hmm. and he was okay with it, it could be my bear. So I glass the bear up first so I can elect to either take that bear if I want to or pass it to him. What are you packing for optics? So I had the uh, Zulu 6. That's where I was jealous because he was like moving around. And like if I move around, I got to go take the tripod and put my binos up on the thing. But like Brady could just like move around and glass like I, from his knees. So yeah, you got some knees. Six hour Zulu 6s. Six, six hour Zulu 6s are a 16 power mm-hmm. image stabilization bino. So okay. I can stand up and glass like I'm on a tripod. Yeah. I can kneel. I can lean over. I can lean on a tree. I can be driving in a truck going 20 miles an hour, flip that switch, and it's like I'm on a tripod. Yeah, we talked dangerous. about this on the Cody Nelson podcast. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, they're You're in. Oh, I'm, I'm in. not. I'm slow. I'm, I'm like, in. I don't know. Can't they're, wait. they're great. They're phenomenal. <laughs> I bet I could outglass a lot of people who are really good at glassing because I can pick up smaller details a little bit easier. And I can, like I said, I can stand in glass and get that angle where you are locked on that tripod. Yeah. Sure, he, he did mention that it's a little bit harder for me to grid because I can't perfectly grid mm-hmm. on a tripod because I'm not mounted on anything. So I might be, you know, lazily moving through mm-hmm. things. But we got that bear. And after looking at it, I'm like, I'm not going to shoot that bear. It's totally. It's what? Boar? Can you look, tell? It looked like a solo boar. No one anything around it, but it was a little on the young side. It had that uh, tight triangle face, not a really big gut on it, and it kind of looked like when I was walking a little bit, I told you, it kind of had like a hump back yeah. because it was like compact. It's mm-hmm. not like a hump back, like a grizzly or anything, but just like the way the back shaped, it's kind of mm-hmm. like scrunched. It's kind of like mini compact bear. So I'm like, I'm not going to shoot that bear. Do you want to shoot it, Omar? And I think you just said, yeah, if you're not going to shoot it either. No. Yeah, yeah, we were sitting there, and you're like, yep. And I was like, nah, I'm good. So we yep. passed up on that one. So passed up on that bear. So that bear <laughs> went away completely. He like So dropped. you're confident. Yeah, we're already, we're already passing bears up. So Omar's confident. It Never it. killed a big game animal. Yeah. Did you try to talk him into it? No, no. I, I, I mentioned that I do think we can find more bears. Yeah. And it was it, early, and I knew we had a lot of time. It was, it was day two. Yeah. So I was like, we, we can find some more bears. Let's just still stay here in glass. Like, that bear dropped down the mountain a little bit. We lost sight of him. So I'm like... We're still in prime conditions. It's getting good. I, I was telling him, like, after 4 o'clock, it's bear 30. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the time <laughs> in the evening where you start picking up some bears. Yep. Like, it's, it's, uh. it's on right now. We should pick up some more bears. So after 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock till dark, that's four your window dark, yep. for yeah. bears. Yep. Bear 30. Bear, bear 30. 30. 30. <laughs> so we're sitting there glassing for a while, and it's Brady's getting... references. <laughs> so it's getting a little bit later now. All of a sudden, I'm like, dude, there's, there's a bear. And he's like, it's the same one. I'm like, no, it looks a little bigger. Like you could, yeah. you could tell it was bigger. It was more mature. It wasn't a giant. I was saying it was that like m- small, medium-ish bear. Same like, general area. Same general area, but totally different bear. You could tell he had a different head on him. Different little muzzles were very similar, but I could see a little bit of color variation on the muzzle. So one of those tan muzzle, black-bodied bears. And then and now I'm like, well, I glass it up again. I'm not going to shoot this bear. Like it still wasn't the caliber I'm looking for. And I turned to Omar. I'm like, what do you want to do? And I think he said something like game on. Yeah, I was like, I'm game. I'll shoot it. You, went, you went from passing to on it real quick. <laughs> now, now, we're, now we're into bears and it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it, it honestly was. What I personally thought was, I thought it was significantly bigger than the first yeah. one. Like they, first, they are hard to judge. They yeah. really are hard to judge unless you're seeing a lot of them. Yeah, and then this one was like kicking up rocks, like moving through like those little pine, pine bush trees mm-hmm. and everything. And then, uh, yeah, you were like, I'm passing. I was like. I'm game. Like I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it. So we got set up and yeah. it's within the, range. The great thing was it was already mm-hmm. in range. It was, we'll talk preferences right now. It was on the outskirts of what I wanted him to shoot distance wise. Like we've been practicing a lot and practicing on the range is totally different. Like that's why we talked on the other podcast. Like this whole spring has been me training him on using a rifle 
proper, you know, trigger pressure, shoulder behind the rifle, everything's square, everything's dialed. But as you get into a mountain situation, as you found out, you're not laying flat anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not just laying on a, on a shooting bag, perfect conditions, perfect wind. Now we have to deal with a lot of environmentals. And it was steep angle. Yeah. His body favorite. was laying, you know, going downhill. It's really steep. The cool part was, though, we had a lot of digiscope of the bear. And it was, like you said, the bear was just over there kicking up rocks. So it was, like, so cool, like, watching a bear. Yeah. And you watch him, and you're like, dude, that's a big boulder he's going over. And he just grabs that thing, picks that boulder up, goes down there for whatever grubs that's or whatever awesome. behind there. Like, they're so cool to watch. Addicting. Yeah. So we're getting set up. I bust out my Kestrel. I get the wind. I'm like, all right, you know, dial this in the scope. Make sure, like, both our rangefinders are synced together. He had that new... Uh, the new Vortex ballistic one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the 4000. Yeah, the 4000. And I had my, my, my SIG 8K, but they're both, I made sure they're synced up. So I'm like, all right, you range with yours, because I know I fully trust mine. That was a brand new rangefinder to me, so I didn't have a lot of time behind it. Rangers as well. Does it get the same? Yes, it got the same as mine. So I'm like, all right, dial, dial to that. Give me, I don't know what it was. I think I said three quarter left. Yeah, for wind. something like I can't remember. So you got like, time, though. We had a I lot mean, of time. That's, yeah. the, that's the nice thing about a bear. If he's on that hillside and you don't have other people around, like, and, and the terrain, too, I always can dictate as well because I just knew there's openings all over the place. Mm-hmm. So the bear goes behind a set of trees. He's going to come out again. Hopefully yeah. it comes out to the left or the right and doesn't go higher so it's further distance. We got some time. It's like, get set up. And the downside of what we did is we should have dropped down and cut the distance. I didn't fully know down below there was like a little bit of a saddle on some rocks where it would have enabled him to lay down again. We would have cut, I think it was 120 yards off. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, that's a lot. So we're setting up there, and I think the shot was 680, 670. Yeah. So it's, it's, poke. A, it's a poke. poke. And, but I, we did a lot of practice. You know, I, I trusted him on this, and we're either going gonna to take the shot right now, and he felt confident, but we should have dropped down to that elevation. Because, again, I think it was mainly his, don't take this the wrong way, the lack of experience oh, yeah, of no, hunting 100%. in a mountain situation and knowing your body condition, knowing how your feet are going to kick out. Like, you've never done that before. Yeah. And we should have dropped down because that would have been a flat spot to shoot. His body would have been perfectly flat. Yes, it would have cut 120 yards off and would have been able to take that bear a lot easier. So you got on the gun. Yeah, I got, I got on the gun and, like, you know, I got behind the gun and everything. And I, I, I truly felt comfortable. But, like, you know, this was, like, my first time ever being, ever having, like, having, like, I was inches away from killing an animal. So, like, I'm, like, Brady's cool. Like, you know, he's been in these situations a million times before. And like I'm shaking, I'm like, oh my gosh, adrenaline. Pretty nervous. I'm pretty nervous. Like adrenaline's going. Like I wasn't freaking out. I was trying to stay cool and everything. But I was like, in my head, I was like, there's only this small opportunity window. I was starting to freak myself out. That's like, when you needed bone thugs. That's when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in and, the AirPods. And um, yeah, I get set up behind, and I'm like, just I. This is where I messed up royally too. Was I didn't even throw in earplugs yeah. for the shot, and I. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't throw an earplug for the shot or nothing. Like, got set up, felt comfortable, take the shot, miss high. Miss high. And I want to correct you. I'm looking at my notes right now, and you can see I got proof. I'm looking at my notes. It was 580. I think, I said, I, think okay. I said 680 at first, but it was 580. Yeah. So 580, 580, I was a lot more comfortable. 680 would have been totally out the window. Yeah, but then you referenced that with being able to cut 120 yards. Yeah. 120 like, yards. Would have been, you, would have been known, the but you, I, I mean, shit, you don't shot. always know. <laughs> Trill can make that with his bow. That's <laughs> how you shoot that iron buck. <laughs> Yeah, miss miss high on that bear. Flat miss it. Flat, Flat miss it. it. Yeah, and, and then and does it just it's gone? That's the funny thing. No, it goes maybe thirty yards to the left and yeah. starts flipping rocks again. How yeah. bad of a miss? Six inches high, maybe. 
Yeah. Good left or right? Good yep. left or right. Perfect left or right. And so this is the hard part too for me. Yeah, you're trying to gauge whether because it was, I'm, a, I, was it the was it the gun? Was it the dope? Or, yeah, was it bullet. dope or was it him who pulled it? Yeah. And I've have seen that little nasty trigger finger I pulled and it. thumb. So I, I'm assuming he he did. He jerked it. He jerked yeah. It. Yeah. Trail, like, don't you know you're supposed to press the trigger? Oh, I know. I'm, I'm well versed <laughs> now in pressing <laughs> triggers. So though. so then the bear starts flipping rocks again. So I'm like, all right, get back on the bear. He's still right there. Figure out your bipod. Ensure your gun's level again. Like maybe his gun was. At that uh, point, did you think maybe we need to get closer? I still I, I didn't know that thing was down there. Sure, you only know but, what you know. But, but we probably should have. Yeah. We should have said it was you know nothing. But you took another shot. It was actually closer. It was 570. He was 10 yards closer, which isn't a lot, but took yes. another shot and Lily hit the same spot high. Yep. How, like, was your adrenaline just rolling at this point or were you able to still, like, get calm enough, you felt like, to take that second shot? No, I honestly, adrenaline was rolling. I was, like, downhill and everything, but I still, whenever I pulled that trigger and that bear was in my scope, I thought that was a dead bear every single time. I was like, all right, he's going to go down right here. So I like, you know, I was in the best, most comfortable situation ever, but I was confident the whole time that I was going to kill this animal when I pulled the trigger. And that happened three times. So you missed, you missed three times? Missed three times. And then the second shot, the bear starts moving around a little bit, starts going uphill, but not still flipping rocks again. Like the bear didn't know anything that happened. Hmm. Probably because he's shooting a little, little tiny gun. Yeah, right. A pea little shooter. baby gun. <laughs> I'm just joking. Maybe, maybe not. shot a Nerf gun at him. He's yeah. like, eh, yeah, whatever. Good. <laughs> so yeah, then he, then he did that third shot, and this time, elevation was perfect. He didn't jerk it that way, but he jerked it to the front of the bear and uh, missed left. Just missed left. left. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I went to that gunwork shooting school on the angles like that, the one thing I really learned and what I had a, a horrible habit of is the how you magnify the parallax in the crosshairs. Yeah. If you angle down or up. And I never like paid attention to that. So when I went to that gunwork school, I'm like, holy shit, man, this is this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, it completely changed my angle shooting. Because hmm. if you're looking through the scope down at an angle, optic or up at an angle, it changes that parallax of the crosshairs. Right. So it actually like fix your parallax on the left side. Like I that was a huge thing for me in my mind. Mm-hmm. I had no hmm. clue about, learned it at that yep. school. And I I would imagine that's probably what a lot of it was, other than you pulling the trigger, Brady mentioned your yeah. finger was pretty pretty nasty yeah so, nasty so that finger. was you know you're at a highest of highs and now you're just the lowest of lows like i did the same thing on the audit hunt when i'm when i'm you know missed that one because i was rushing it mm-hmm. and i was like i gotta put the camera in front of you he's like no you're not gonna put the camera in front of me right now i'm like i need to hear your thoughts and it's like one of those hard moments to like because to him it could be over he was like i wonder if i'm gonna get another opportunity yeah even though it's day two but it's like that thought creeps in your head like yeah what if this is just a perfect situation and now you blew it? Yeah. And then I quickly kind of went into just like, well, that sucked. Like I could have killed like a bear right here, but what thinking you- higher, I was like, well, I know this bear's not wounded. He's not, we saw him run away. We could see every shot on the digiscope. So like, then I kind of like quickly like went to like, you know, like I, I, I tend to get over things like with comedy. So I was like, oh, sweet. Like good thing I didn't kill that bear or else we would have had like a shit day pack out where we had a, it was getting late. So we would have been at camp like four in the morning. So like, it, it would have been a gnarly pack. Out yeah. That bear. So I was like, sweet. Didn't kill a bear. Like he's not wounded. We're not suffering right now. We just got to go back to camp and we'll find other bears. And, but part of me like did go to bed that day and I was kind of bummed out that, Hey, that could have been like the only opportunity I get on this hunt. 
So it was still early and everything, but just kind of being new to hunting, I got, I don't know how many opportunities we were going to have. So that's kind of one thing that was keeping my mind, but you know, and I think the following day too was mostly just removing, moving camp. So I was like, dang, like another day burned and no bear dead. And we got, you know, some tags to fill. So that kind of crept into it. And I was like, then a couple of days later, I was like, shoot, I could have like been tagged out right now and had a bear, but yeah, we should, we should trucking. We should jump into now the night hike back to camp. And that's where, these, yeah. that's where these scars come in. Oh play. yeah. Did this take you guys through dark? Like, yeah. This bear debacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could watch the bear for a while. Watch him, you know, start to feed up the mountain. He was like kind of now, like knew something was up. So every now and then he'd run around and get calm again and start flipping rocks. He eventually just worked out of our life. And then that's when we looked down and Omar's like, I should have went down that bottom. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that was right yeah. there, that flat spot. Could have cut the distance. So now it's completely dark. We last there to glass there till dark. We start hiking all the way back. It's pitch black now. We're in our headlamps, and we get just to the top of the ridge. Like I said, it's super steep country with all that shale rock, and you can. You can't see the shelter down below, but you know it's right down on that ridge. You can kind of see the glow of the white snowpack behind the shelter. So we're talking about like, hey, could people hang in the backcountry in the spot? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if this person could. This person might be able to. Like, we start like, do you want to name them? <laughs> yeah, name them. It, 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 it was uh, we're talking about Chris Porter. <laughs> <laughs> just solely that, or did you guys come just, up with anybody else? No, just, just solely that. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, could, could, could Porter hang right now? I'm like, he's really determined and he could do it. Yeah. But I think eventually it would probably wear, wear on him because of like, it is just straight nasty. And like, yeah. so I'm, we're kind of talking back and forth. And right then I do the thing where I step forward and my, one of my legs kicks out a rock that my other foot then steps right on. And we're going straight down. Like straight it's nasty. Down. Yeah. And I tumble, take a, a forward fall. And I thought I caught myself and all of a sudden I rolled like three more times. Like down the mountain, <laughs> and to see, I, I, to see the the spider monkey himself <laughs> do that—that's one of a kind, right there. That's an experience that none of us have, other than you, Omar. <laughs> and, I, and I looked uh, over to Omar, and I, and I was like, "I have never done that before in my life." Like using a trekking pole. I had, I had yeah. one trekking pole. Hmm. You because know, I was using uh, I was using Omar's trekking pole because my peaks ones were in the shelter. Were they in the shelter that night? Oh, no, might, might not. Yeah, you had your peaks one. one. Yeah, yeah, so I, I just had one. I usually just carry one. Yeah. And so I look at I look at my watch. Like shit, my watch is cracked. I uh, start feeling my arms. I'm like, dude, I'm bleeding everywhere on my arm. Like, got giant nasty scars, scars on my hand. Uh, my camera is all twisted up and like facing me. My face hit my camera. So that's from that one fall. Just one fall. It was gnarly. I thought you got in a fight with a raspberry bush or something. <laughs> it's what it looks no, like. No, it's probably like. multiple at once for the rest of the time. But yeah, but I got so many scars from that. No, he came in. Tore my he, shirt. Yeah, he came in my office yesterday. He's showing me pictures. I'm like. Bro, what happened? Yeah, and he's like, I I took a spill. I'm like, wait, the the man himself yeah. took a spill in the backcountry. <laughs> I've never even seen him like stumble in the backcountry. And it was literally during the conversation talking about a porter could hang. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, like, why I got, that's why it happened. That's why porter whatever just, yeah. energy and was like exactly. Yeah. That's why it happened. Some witchcraft. I've had a couple of those. It is a little eye opening. I remember one time packing an elk out of Wyoming, and I was walking. It was a like single track trail, but off the one side, it was really, I mean, super steep. Like if you go over the edge, you're rolling. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just got a bad right ankle, and I kind of tweaked my ankle and went down. I went to one knee, and I probably had 110 pounds in my backpack. And I thought, you know, if I go over that edge right now, like it's probably going to kill me. Yeah. So there's like just stuff can happen. I mean, it can happen quick and. It's a good. It's probably a good eye opener to have one of those every now and then, just to give yep. you some perspective on how quickly things can change and put yourself in a really bad situation. 
Then, then the thought creeps up in my head though. It's okay. It's day two. I just took a tumble. My watch is cracked. My body's all scarred up. I'm bleeding. So I hit hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm probably going to have to send my camera off to Sony Pro Support over there, <laughs> Cody. Took a tumble. It's a hell of a tumble. I just want to make sure she's dialed. Like there seemed like there was some new scratch marks on it. So I might have to send my, my camera in to get looked at just to check it out because my baby. I'm so, a but, pro at these tumbles, by the way. I'm built like a bowling ball. Short legs. <laughs> Dude, I, this is so, this is common practice for me. I can tell you exactly what to do in those moments. <laughs> but then, so then the thought really creeps in my head though. I just took a nasty fall. Like I know I rolled. But I always, when I try, when I, my fall, you try to like protect your weapon. My yeah. weapon's in my backpack. But I know I rolled to a point where I probably w- rolled over top of my weapon at one point. Yeah. So now I'm looking at my rifle like, dude, did I just mess up anything? Like, mm-hmm. that thought's in my head now. Is my rifle still true? And you know Omar's rifle can't shoot. So you guys are dead. <laughs> yeah, so now you're really you in guys have got trouble. no rifle. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, like, this is where, though, the confidence of my weapon, I always have the reference marks on my scope. I have ref- little... Yeah, silver sharpie marks everywhere. So I looked at everything. Everything looked good. There was no real scratches on my gun. My gun was protected in the marsupial case that has padding on on the scope. Everything looked good, but I was definitely a little nervous that I just hit yeah. my girl and she's scratched up right now. Make it back to camp, all right? Then make it, made it back we to were camp. so close. You could like you, you we could were something. very close to camp. That's, that's, that's when it happens. Thing. When, too. Yeah. when your thought yeah. just leaves your head, and yeah, we get to, get to camp, and this is where. Uh, Omar's first funny experience happens of the trip. So oh, I'm, I'm literally first. Now we're, this, is a, this is technically like the third one. Yeah. So uh, I'm <laughs> at camp. The bear, lose my tripod leg, miss the bear. And now we're running to the yeah. third one. So I'm at camp looking at my rifle. I'm popping off my camera lens, looking at my camera, like making sure everything's good. My, everything's functioning on my uh, still photo camera. And all of a sudden I hear some crazy noise. And at first I'm like, if there's a bear behind us, you're getting attacked. Just let me know because it sounded like he was something was going wrong. You know, you're I couldn't screaming? see him. I was like panicking. He's explain, explain, explain. Wait, the, wait, he's yeah, explain the noises yeah. you're hearing. I'm like, shit, shit, help, like help, help, Brady, Brady. And I'm like, dude, it, like it was kind of calm at first, but I'm like, if something's going wrong, let me know because I couldn't see him. I literally thought there might have been a bear. Or something you're at like camp. That. At yeah. camp. You're in the tent. I'm outside of it, looking at my camera. Like, you're in the tent. Off. I'm outside. Okay. He's outside, but very close. To you can't camp. see like, him. Like rain flies over. Okay. I can't see him. All right. All of a sudden, I look over, and there's just a giant flame ball, <laughs> like Huge. two foot, two foot flames. Maybe three. Maybe three foot flames <laughs> coming from where? My jet boil. His jet boil. I'm. He's like, help me put this out, and he's like, chucks on the ground, tries to kick dirt on it. It still flames everywhere. He's like, is this thing gonna blow up in my face? I'm yeah, because like, I have it in my hand. It's yeah, like it's giant flames, flames everywhere. everywhere. He's he on the ground. There's still flames everywhere. Like, <laughs> flames everywhere. What Sam Hill? Yeah. So what I'm happened? Gonna, I'm going to sit here laughing. I'm like, go grab some freaking snow. So we walk over, grab a bunch of snow, start throwing it on. It's still this flaming. It's still yeah. this melting all the snow you dump on it. So I'm like, let's get this thing out. He's like, it's going to blow up. And I'm jet, like, like a jet boil <laughs> flash? Yeah, I have a jet boil flash. And I was blaming on the MSR cans. I was like, these things are not compatible with the jet boil flash. Like that's why no. I had this nope. accident, but I just didn't have it screwed on tight enough. So when I oh, you had fuel coming fuel coming out of the canister. Yeah, it wasn't sealed. And, and yep. I think it's like if you rotate those a little bit, like tip them to the yeah. side, they'll like start leaking, going everywhere. So I think it might have been he maybe uns- didn't have it screwed in as well, and then yeah. he tipped it, and there was fuel going everywhere. So it was just lighting. There was a, like I said, a giant flame ball. It was like a two foot flame. Yeah. yeah. No, so now no kidding. Yeah. So that torched your jet boil. I'm assuming. You but I had two. So yeah, but, but here, no, here's you have two, two, two cans. Two, two cans. So here's the here's, yeah. the, here's the thing I'm like nervous about. 
I only bring one can because yeah. I know I can last the whole time sure. in one. He brought two, luckily, but I didn't know that. So now I'm thinking, shit, we're going to have to go off my fuel the rest of the hunt because he burned almost his whole fuel can. Like you might have got, I got like half a boil. Yeah. If that. It went through a whole can. Do you know can. what happened? Is it a, is it a four, four ounce fully. can? Yeah. The little, the little guy? Yeah, yeah. A little, little tiny can. I don't think it was just screwed on tight enough. Um, so when I went to light the jet boil, it was coming out of the little MSR can and then on the top of the jet boil. And I threw the, uh, the lighter on and just, and I picked it up and then I was like freaking out. And then like, then the thought in my head came was like, this shit's gonna fucking blow up my face right now. And so I chucked it and then Brady comes out and saves the day. He's like, we gotta get dirt and snow on it. And eventually put it out. <laughs> But then, like, this is the third debacle, and I'm like... And, by the way, only day two. It, yeah. Only day two, early in the hunt. Brady probably thinks, like, now I have a liability on my hand with this guy. So every time he... <laughs> yeah, man, I don't want to make you feel bad, but this is the first time I've ever heard of that <laughs> in my whole life. No, I've never no heard of this happening. Huge flames. Huh. And so then it's, like, underneath a bunch of snow and, uh, and dirt, and all of a sudden you can hear the gas just start still leaking out. So I'm like, dude, now you're just burning your fuel even more. So even after we got the flames out, it was still just dumping gas everywhere. Yep. So finally got it cleared off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we just lost all that fuel. And then now his jet boil won't really fit on there tight. So I'm like the rest of the time, like you are not a, you're not allowed to light that near our tent. <laughs> Cause I don't want our tent to melt down. Cause we need this for the, for weather protection. You're outside the tent. That's lucky. Yeah, yeah that is, yeah. that is good. It would burn, burn your tent down. It would, we would have been toast. It would have burned toast. your tent down. Yeah. Legit would have. And I was like, dude, is your puffy okay? Is your grumman all right? And he's like, yeah, he actually didn't burn any of his grumman. But I was like, dude, I saw flames just everywhere around you. You guys ever watch Naked and Afraid? Oh, yeah. You ever seen the episodes where they're they're Not like for the shelters? reasons you do, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a zinger. Yeah. Um, you guys ever seen the ones where their shelters catch on fire? You ever seen yeah, any oh, of yeah. those episodes? Yeah. Just total, just total letdown, distraught, just immediate panic. Same that's thing what would have happened to you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That alone show. It's like yeah. they, their, their shelter burns down. That's it. They always just call in. Done. It's like completely defeated. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. So that's that's that day. Yeah. So that happens. And <laughs> I when when did I tell you that I had another can? Was it that night? It might have been the morning. You, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. Like, I just can't boil water anymore. Like, I should probably be careful. Like, this can's toast. Probably shouldn't like think about making too much coffee just strictly for meals. So I like I knew in my head I was fine, but like the thing I was most embarrassed about was like shit. Like truthfully, this guy thinks I'm probably an idiot, which I did feel like liability now. I did feel like watch everything he does. Got to watch that trigger finger, and I got to watch the light in the stove. Yeah. The thing about that is, is like you messed that up one time, you'll never do it again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a learning curve. And then eventually, yeah. Brady did let me cook in the tent again. He got his rights back. He let me back in. <laughs> you outside. <laughs> this is for grownups. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny. So you moved camp third day. Third day, yeah. We we woke up in the morning instead of really glassing. We didn't really do much at all because we didn't. So just because you'd miss the bear, you figure, you know what, let's look at some new country. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things, too, where you're leaving bears to find bears. So you mm -hmm. have that, like, do you stay here and chill trying to go glass up there? Or do we go find new bears? I'm like, let's just go find new bears. I know we can find some other bears. Like, And we've been looking at, like, the far away We were country. looking at a long, long country, yeah. and I was like, dude, that country over there looks so good. We got to get over there. It looks money. Mm -hmm. And I had already a bunch of waypoints marked. I'm like, we got to get over there and check it out. So we bomb off the mountain. Start trying to look for a stupid tripod leg again. Of course, it's not there because it's, it's back at the trailhead. Back at the trailhead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we get all the way down, start hiking around. All of a sudden, we have our uh, 
I think our first really big, yeah, first big river crossing that day. Yeah, so it started raining. We that time we did throw on rain gear. We made it yep. down the hill, threw on the rain gear. We were full rain gear, pants and pants and top. Yep, and uh, it's raining. We're sitting under a tree having lunch and. It's still early, so I'm, like, jacked up. I'm, like, in the back of my head, I'm, like, oh, what the hell are we doing under this? Like, let's hike in the rain and, like, get all wet and stuff. But we should have because we did get We did get wet eventually. We didn't know how close yeah. the river crossing was, how nasty it was. So we're sitting underneath the tree for a while, and I'm, like, you know, don't be worried right now that you think I'm not hunting hard. But it's, like, I just don't really feel like getting soaked hiking in the rain because we have a long hike ahead of us. Let's just wait it out a little bit. So finally I started diving, dying off a little bit. And then we started hiking in the rain. Like, whatever, we have a full rain gear on. Let's just start pounding the miles. And that's where that first river crossing where I explained to him, like, it's only going to get nastier. Like, that, if that was hard for you now, like, let's figure out a way to, you know, make it across. Because I got How across. How deep this, is it? I got across easy. What? How deep is it? Oh, it's. It was, yeah, it was probably <laughs> to, like, my upper thigh. Upper thigh for yeah. him, yeah. It's just, like, at my ankle, basically. And are it's flowing fast. Are you peeling down, taking everything off, and just crossing, just like. Just crossing. No. Oh, you're just through. booking through boots and everything. Yep. Boots and everything. And he kept commenting how fast I would go across the river. He's like, do you just run? I'm like, yeah, I don't want my boots to get wet like i that first one i barely got my boots wet because of the gators and the and how i like pop my feet down lift it up and get it out of the water every time so they're really not in the water that long Since but I, I trust myself crossing though so i know yeah i can see the boulders <laughs> yeah. so i know how to hop through the boulders and get through it and then he got stuck halfway across and it was like and i'm like oh. yeah i got stuck halfway across and I'm looking over at Brady. Brady's already over there. And of course, Brady's got his camera like filming me. I'm like, oh, this is not what I want right now. It's like, I want you to be at the standby if I go down yeah. to recover me. But, you know, that's, I think that's one of the points where in many of the points in the hunt where you kind of just like you start freaking out. But then you're just like, all right, just breathe in, breathe out and then just calm down and yeah. watch was, what you're doing. This was good. He didn't freak out yeah. when he knew he was like stuck in the middle of the river and it was deep. He didn't just panic. If you would have panicked in that situation, it would have been bad. Yeah. Like, he could have got his legs swept out, and then down below us was rapids. So, like, he would have eventually probably got out, but it wouldn't have been fun. So no. this I don't is, think it would have died. But this is been. fourth debacle. This is fourth debacle. Which, but, actually, I'm going to say fifth, because couldn't find your tag. <laughs> this is where we started. Now this is going to be like a... Then the tripod leg, yeah. then the mist bear, then the jet boil. Now you're stuck in the river. Now I'm stuck in the river. Day but three, like, by the way. That, that <laughs> one, that debacle is... Um, I just wasn't genetically engineered like Brady, you know? None I, of us are. Did she code? But made it across, and, I, like, I was, I was hyped. I was, like, so amped up. It's like, that was awesome. Like, you know, my legs are tired and everything. I don't know what I said on film, but it was like, the, people don't want to do this shit. Like, we're out here doing this. I was, some like, shit. some Goggins. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Goggins Jr. Stay had on. to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we hit the weights. I don't know what I said on camera, but... Yeah. Made it across and we're hyped and didn't make it too far where we realized we had to do another river crossing, which took, I don't know, two, three hours two, to find a safe two, spot. Two, three hours to find a safe spot across. And so now we're soaked already. You're yeah. just walking up and up it, up and down, yep. trying to find a safe spot. We, we start, I go halfway across the river and I'm like, dude, I can't make it across. If I, and if I try to, and I am having difficulty, you definitely won't be able to just because he's shorter than I am and his legs aren't going to get, you know, washed out on him. So we were already soaked. So at this point, my boots now are just drenched. And again, I wish I would have brought my little hip waders that I have super lightweight ones. Yeah. It would have helped a lot. But like, so we're soaked. But as we're walking up and down, I'm just like thinking to myself, like I even mentioned like how big the country looks and we just feel so small in this environment. And every step further we went, just felt like it was foggy. You can see the top of the mountains anymore. It's raining on. It just felt like bear country. I was like, <laughs> dude, we're in bear country now. Like this is getting good. Even though we're struggling, we can't find a place to cross. 
we're going up and down trying to find a spot. All of a sudden we find this little area that doesn't quite look like we should be able to cross it. But I went part way across. I'm like, dude, I only have, you know, five more yards to go and I can cross it. And I kept going, kept going. Like I made it across. Oh, yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah. You're like, where do you don't you, know do that if the next foot's yeah, just going to go. Like do, do you go? Do you I not, do not go? like that. And again, I'm thinking about Omar. Risk assessment. It's, I hate it when you're back yeah. there on those. I mean, I'm, I'm probably freakishly the other way. I'm like, I'm just not going to test it. Yeah. You know, I'll, the older I get, it feels like the more risk averse I am. Yeah. So we wasted so much time trying to find it. And it's raining the whole time. So we're just, we have rain gear on, but like our boots are soaked. Yeah. And w- what did we do right when we got across the river? You remember? Took it like hug. picture. No, you guys we, hugged. We, we hugged it out. Oh yeah, we did hug it out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. We <laughs> hugged it out. The bro hug. We like, we made it. Like now we're in bear country and like anyone else who has to come up here, they might not be able to do this. And we found a spot across the river. Yeah. And so I, I marked a waypoint where we started to cross, where we ended the cross. And I took a bunch of pictures because I wanted to reference those pictures later in case the water got high or reference it exactly so we know it's how to cross tip. it. And that's what that I think is, is interesting was tip. like picking up like on like these things that Brady was doing. Like we got right across. I think if I was hunting solo, I'd get across and like, oh, sweet, made it across, find it later. But like Brady instantly made across, did a quick bro hug, and then he dropped the waypoint. And then he took a picture. Yeah. And so, like, because, you know, at, at that point, we were thinking that's the only river crossing that we could do. So we're going to have to come back here eventually. Um, so, like, to reference that later <clears throat> and everything and nowhere to cross. But, yeah, then we were crossed and we're like, sweet. Now we, like, made it into, like, uncharted territory where we're totally no one's going to get here. Uncharted, like yeah. you said. But this is where also it just got hellish. I don't even know if that's the correct word for it. It was deadfall everywhere to I'll get out those. of that canyon now now like we're now we're kind of going out. along the river a little bit but it's that point of the river where it's just freaking willows choked down yeah. Yeah. how much do we and like willows? side hill. oh we hate willows we hate <laughs> and you're like walking through it and you step on something and you think you're stepping on it fine but then that one's connected to another willow then that willow slaps you in the face and you're just going through there your rifle's getting caught up your bipod are getting caught, yeah. caught up or falling we're just trying to navigate through this and then we get some not sketchy but it was like pretty hard shale stuff on the side of the river. So you're kind of sliding down, trying to climb back up again. And finally we get through all the nasty stuff. We're like, dude, we have to go back through that again later. Yeah. Like, and we're we, probably gonna have to go back through there with weight. That's not gonna be fun. Well, that's I, the only crossing we know it's safe. And it's only gonna get worse. Like that crossing might not be safe later in the week. Yeah. So yeah. we're out there now. That's how hunting Kodiak is. Yeah, that, and that's funny oh, you say yeah, that. We're saying like Cause we were having like these little jokes and I was like, you know, trying to keep spirit high and morale high. And I was like, Man, I didn't know we're in like an Alaska bear hunt right now, and it's yeah. like, where's the moose at, and all that stuff. So we're just having like little jokes yeah. and there's, messing around. There's times in that type of stuff where I've had, like, cause I don't know if it's this way for you guys, but for me, I'll be in that type of environment, and it'll go and it'll go and it'll go and it'll go, and it feels like as I'm moving through that, like my level of frustration is like increasing, 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 and I almost get to like a boiling point where like I'm gonna blow up. I just I'm so claustrophobic from being just in this environment and i have to like i've i've noticed over the years doing that like that's the point i just have to sit down i have to take everything off i have to just sit there take a moment take a breather eat a sandwich realize that this isn't going to last forever like i'm going to make it out it's just going to be you know probably another two or three or four hours of suck yeah that's what brings a good point you're saying like sitting down so we were trying to find the crossing i was getting frustrated and i was like dude i just need to sit yeah like i just yeah, sit take and really just think it out like even though i'm probably not really thinking like i'm not 
fixing the oh, yeah, sleep situation. Snack, yeah. We sat down like, dude, I just need to sit. Let's just eat something. And you're fixing like, the mental situation. Yeah. Though. And that's, dude, that's important. Do you ever, do you ever call it angry hiking? Yo, hiking yeah, angry. Yeah. Hiking angry. Yeah. You we get were yourself in a bad spot. Hiking angry. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. when, it's when your, your level of frustration is rising faster than the, than the ground you're covering. Mm -hmm. That's when you just, you got to cut it, sit down, get it all back in check. Yeah. Yep. I've definitely been there. Yeah, it almost feels like a sense of panic. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I would explain it. I yeah. almost feel panicked. I feel anxious. Yeah. I feel claustrophobic. I just feel like it's going to last forever. And I don't know. I've had to, like, learn to recognize that. And that's the point where you, it's like you could really mess up. You could make a big mistake. You, yeah. could, you, could, you could fall. You could blow your ankle out. You know, it's time just to, like, cut yeah. ties. Hey, I'm going to take a break, sit down, yep. eat a sandwich, get right with my head, and then, you know, take off. The worst is that slap from the willow. Oh, yeah. And it's slap. I hate I don't get slapped in the face much often. You don't? <laughs> no. Really? Come on. You're definitely not married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that just like, you know, getting slapped by a willow, like there's nothing more that I hated on that hunt. Was just the like ones that. that make your eyes water? Yeah. That's where you're just like, oh. Yeah, whoops. And none of them gave me a cool cut that I could take a sweet selfie with. So mm. I was you like. Should have fallen on the rocks like me and get lifetime battle scars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I, did have, I, have, I did have another debacle once. We got up the camp. Oh yeah. So now, yeah. Now, we're, so now, we're, now we cross. Everything's uh, fine. We cross all the willows. We stopped at one point, and we're like, dude, we have to climb up that thing because that was also the only flat spot. Yeah. Sure, we could have camped right there, but then we're not able to glass or see anything. So I don't want to camp along the river. Yeah. It's gonna be cold down Louder below. Louder and colder. Mm -hmm. Super loud. So I want to get up somewhere where we can maybe be able to glass and see some country, and then access this ridgeline. So we grabbed a bunch of water. I loaded. Uh, I drummed area up our three liters. My Nalgene, you did the same thing. Yep. Packed a bunch of water up the hill, and that was hard. But at this point, we're like, let's take our rain gear off. Like, we're soaked already. So now you're hiking straight up mountain with soggy feet. Like, mm -hmm. your feet are just sliding around in your boots. We get all the way up there. It's still raining. We finally find that flat spot, and that's, again, the benefit of terrain analysis tool. Like, you can find those flats. Like, this is the only really flat on a ridge line, which is a great spot to camp. You had this picked out previously? Picked out with previously, the yep. yeah. And then so we, we get up there, and I'm like, all right, survival mode. We have chores to do. I'm going to pitch, pitch a tent, get the shelter up because it's raining on us. Omar, you're going to go around and start getting firewood. Yep. So Omar was a beast. He had my saw, and he has his foot, obviously, but he has a saw. And this is where they're a little more talking about. this is where Omar cut his finger This is where Omar can talk about his debacle. <laughs> now Almost cut another well, now finger we're on off. Now sixth debacle. Six, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of debacles. Okay. Which, what happened here? There's okay. a saw in hand. What happened? Yeah. There's a saw in hand. I'm sawing. And then I... I'm just like sawing away, like trying to go hard. Brady's over the pitch. Stay hard. <laughs> he's, he's, he's getting warm twice. He's getting hot from cutting that up, and we're getting hot later, and we get warmed up. So he's just going to town on his brush, like trying to find out everything dry. <laughs> yeah. This paints such a great visual. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and, Omar uh, just over there getting after <laughs> it with his saw. I saw it. Like, I was like sawing and like cut oh. my pant right here. Oh, and, he like, sliced did, through did his that. leg. Sliced through there. Through your pant leg. It had like little like holes, but then I also saw it in, in my coconut areas. And almost got there and made a, and made a little rip. Bro. <laughs> you almost cut your so own nuts off. You were I, I almost <laughs> cut my 11th finger off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. I've never uh, heard it called that. <laughs> and I didn't say anything about it until like uh, that night. I was like, oh, I got a nasty boo-boo from... <laughs> 
You didn't you gotta be bleeding pretty good. You didn't tell him you cut your leg? No, I was like, eventually. Are all those debacles? I mean, I know. Were you embarrassed at this point? Oh, like, I, that, that one, like, at that point, I was like truly embarrassed. Like, <laughs> seriously, I was like, man. When like, you say almost, how, what are we talking? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that close. No nicks. No nicks. Okay. Like your stomach dropped though. Was yeah, I was like just scary? like, wow, that was. Cl- I was just more pissed that I like tore my m- the crotch of my pant a little bit, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> so now, were you a Boy Scout? No. No. Okay. Zero shot. So this is that the definition of that is going too hard. That would be the <laughs> yeah. definition. Yeah. And you know, here I am trying to do the right thing, cut some wood, have enough stuff to dry off for clothes and everything, but. Yeah. Go so, get another debacle going. I yeah. like your effort. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, we, so we get in the shelter after Omar cut a metric ton of wood, which was great. We had a bunch of small stuff, a bunch of big stuff. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. I, uh, <laughs> I get the stove going. We get that sucker again. You know what I'm saying? Africa hot. We get that thing just love boiling it. in there, like red hot. And then finally we get enough stuff dried off. We get our, our you know, our, basically our camp, our home for the next couple. Isn't that the, the best? Hunt. You get a hot hunt. fire yeah. rolling, you get wet gear, and you're like, man, I can just hang that stuff up and dry it out. Whereas yeah. if you don't got that stove. Yep. Snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's where I love the Coffee. peak solitude shelter because I took my trekking poles, put them up on top. We hung all of our gear up there. So it's right yeah. next to the stove yeah. pipe. Everything's drying off. Like even though we're wet, we have, we have to do some glassing right now. So finally the rain stopped a little bit. We went down the ridge. 50 yards from yeah. glass this big face and again it's one of those ones we walked up there I'm like oh this is going to be a good bear spot we're going to find bears how many bears did we see zero we saw zero right there <laughs> after all that but then yeah. I, I'm like I'm going to go walk back down this ridge past camp go over there and I'm just going to try to glass up up the canyon a little bit more where we want to hunt later in the week and of course of course this happens I look all the way across where we were just camping the mountain range right across from our camp there's a big old bear big old black color face bear just standing out in the open we could have glassed them from our previous camp and made a play on them of course yeah, yeah. that sucked yeah so so that, that was that day a lot of a lot of debacles that was day three i think it's day four uh, right two. is that day four nope that's day three day three okay. yeah so six debacles three days six debacles and three All days right. And but keeps, your spirit's got to be pretty good. I mean, given the... Seeing uh, bears. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my brother on the way down today, and he went out bear hunting in Idaho, and he's fairly new to hunting, but he was telling me, you know, he slipped and fell a bunch of times, had bad blister. He's got one heel that's completely open, but really? he's just, yeah, he's just dying to get back out. Yeah. Like, and he, he yeah, I mean, he, he basically said, you know, two days, like, it took me two days to kind of be like, oh, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All like, those struggles. So, yeah, the, the lows it. are really low, and then the highs are super high. And you get on the backside of that, you got food, shelter, fire. Yeah. It's like, man, I feel awesome. Yep. So now we have a phenomenal camp. Like, this is where we're going to camp the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Great location. Wake up the next day, and this is the day we decide, do we go up? Or do we go straight up this, this ridge right behind camp? Or do we start side-hilling and bumping ridges and going further up this other canyon? And then that night I was looking at maps, trying to figure out exactly the plan. And then in the morning, I think I asked you and you said, we should go up. And I was like, I agree, we should go up. Mm. So we went up and boy, did we go up. We went very up. <laughs> we, we got to uh, above the snow line. Well, we, gla- we glassed we, we a glass, little bit yeah. that morning. Yeah. So this is the cool part too. Like I'm sitting there glassing on this big ridge. We're looking at this giant, like op- more open face. But I'm like, I could kind of maybe see a bear creep out of the timber and come in there. So let's glass this. I look over at, at Omar and I'm like, dude, I got a cat. Oh no. And I'm just like, 
the lion? Randy the lion killer. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't buy a freaking tag this time. Because like, I've just killed two lions in six months. So I did not buy a tag. I'm like, I've shot a lot of lions. But not glass went up, and I'm like, pissed. Like, you wanted to shoot it. So I'm sitting there looking at the digiscope, though. <laughs> cat, and I'm like, kill, cat killer. It was, <laughs> cat killer, cat killer. It was, it was 503 yards <laughs> away, bedded Mr. down D. in shape. Does this have anything to do with your... No. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh, Shout out. <laughs> no, why would I do that? No. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm glassing this up. I'm like, dang, Omar, I could kill this thing right now. It's 503 yards away, and I don't have a tag. So I look at it. So I started looking at it a little bit more, and I'm like, there's something off here. Like, there's... It's, I don't think it's a lion. It's big. But I don't think it's a lion. Saber-toothed tiger. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I moved a little bit, and I'm like, dude, I think that might be a lynx. What? No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I got a, a digiscope of it. It's yeah. got great digiscope footage of it. Did you send a screenshot to the... He yeah, saw a lynx. I sent, the, I sent a screenshot to the game warden No kidding. And he's, he's, he, he's undecided right now. He's like, yeah, it looks a lot like a lynx. Bobcat? Would It'd be, be a giant bobcat. Like, we looked, Long at, legs? We looked at the other day. I got to see this. Yeah. Um, not now, but later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I was like, dude, that's freaking cool. That is way cool. So if it is a, like, it has black tipped ears, has a big tuff on the top, yeah. like, like a lynx does, and the tail is kind of short and stocky, and there's not a lot of spots on it. Hmm. But it is like, there's a lot of haze in the air from like the gotcha. sun's kind of up, and it's not like a cloudy day, so it's like it's not the best digiscope. Mm-hmm. But it's 503 yards away, and when it got up and started moving, I'm like, dude, that thing's a big body. That thing has giant, giant pads. Hmm. And then kind of walked up in the timber, but I was like, game warden's like, undecided. It's kind of undecided. Well, I'm not sure if it's a lynx or bobcat. I can't wait to see that. But yeah, it's, it's, it was, either way, it's a cool experience. Glassing up a bobcat Super or glassing cool. up a lynx. On the middle of nowhere, you never know what you're going to experience. Yeah, I've only ever seen just, I'm trying to think, maybe, I can think of two for sure. I've seen bobcats, but yeah. never seen a lynx. That was my first time. That's amazing. That's cool. So yeah, then we, uh, we continued to climb. Yeah, and it was fall summits the whole way. Fall up. summits the whole way. Till we got literally to the top. To the top. And we kept getting up there like, should we keep going? We're like, let's just go to that next one. We get up to the next one. We're like, dude, that other ridge looks way better. Let's keep, keep going. And this is, I think, this day is when we start finally getting into the ticks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Tick yeah. and I say getting in the ticks, I mean, they are. Because we dropped down and that's when we, it, was, yeah. it was game over. From there on, yeah. ticks oh. everywhere. You're really hating that you don't have gators. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gators no, but I was actually joking around i was like see brady they all love your gators because they would just like hang out in his gators and like they the kind of go into the velcro yeah they get stuck in the velcro a yeah. lot and try to like bury themselves in there whereas in my my case i couldn't see them because they were all in my pants you know yeah. so, so, so that's why i wish i had some gators because they're all in my pants and crawling my socks and burying in and have you ever hunted it? with ticks no Gross. we hunted with them we, we wait to see some of these photos and videos i have and I'll get into the tick thing right now because we get a lot and everyone's always like, gosh, you have so many ticks on you. Like you're, you're, not, you're doing things not smart. You guys need to be spraying all your clothes with permethrin. It's like, well, I did. That shit, by the time you're out there actually hunting, this is not something you're day hunting, going back to your camper every night, spraying your clothes back down. That shit's going to wear off. Yeah. Like all that brush, all the water, everything. Like these ticks are not just like crawling up you. I have pictures of ticks on a, on a blade of grass. There's 13 ticks on this blade of grass just Tick sitting nest. there with their little yeah. feelers sitting out there waiting to grab onto you or fall on you like they're just everywhere everywhere you sit we're stopping you look down like wow i have legit 20 ticks on one leg yeah. legit i don't oh, hunt enough in gross. areas with that i have a lot of ticks and i don't spend as nearly as much time as you guys that you have out in the spring i remember when i was going to utah state i would do i'd go shed hunting and i remember like the first tick the rest of the day was pretty well shot because that's like all I was doing oh, was looking for, looking for ticks. That's all I could yeah. think about. Yep. Yep. So before, 
I just jumped to the ticks. But when we get up on top, literally it was one of the coolest things ever where this canyon looked, we wanted to go off the backside. Yeah. Cause we kept working up like, dude, this back little fingers, it looks like it's just gnarly. looks like it holds an old bear. But we get to the top and we look across a different direction. Like, dude, this canyon looks even better. Let's just sit down in glass. Mm-hmm. We were glassing for what, 15, 30 seconds? Yeah. I'm like, got a bear. Well, you're like, Omar, how badly do you want to kill a bear? Yeah, that's what and I, I was like, oh, yes, here we go. And then, but then I was like, he's too far. Look how far away it is. <laughs> yeah. And I pulled up the map and it was 1.25 miles away. Have Brady make that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Big bear? Big bear. Uh-oh. Big bear. So I'm yeah. getting excited. I'm looking at it like, all right, we can make a play on the bear. Like we, it's gonna. There's a lot of ins and outs of some ridges we have to go through and some cliff areas. But we could probably make it over there, and we had enough time. There was a lot of time in the, in the evening. It was only, it wasn't even bear thirty yet. Like we we're making thinking of making a plan. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, I think the bear just made a decision for us. The bear was bedded in a freaking cliff area, like just bedded in the cliffs. So then you gotta go. Perfect condition, but then the bear made up the mind, and he got up out of his bed, oh. starts walking out, and just goes straight up the freaking cliffs, get up on a bench. Went over the ridge. Yep. The mega's done. True we, giant? Like big bear? It, it was a medium to large. Definite shooter? Definite shooter. Even for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. didn't kill this bear then? Nope. That's the only time Guess we saw I know him. where me and Lorenzo are going next Yeah, week. here we go. Well, I don't know about <laughs> the ticks, though. Well, see ya. So, so, then <laughs> so then we're sitting there all evening like, gosh, we just lost that bear. We start glassing the back canyon, hike up through the snow to get this little glassing area. I'm just looking over all this snow everywhere, and I'm like, this is a great observation point, but I really don't want to come up here again. And uh, all of a sudden, we get back to our main glassing spot, and you that's when you spotted the bear. Yeah, then I, then I glassed. So one of my things when I'm glassing, and then I realized early, is like, I don't, I don't even want to focus on these faraway areas because I know it's going to be just an absolute mob to get over there. So like, I really didn't want to glass far away, but... What I do is I'm glassing far away, and I'm like, oh, hey, Brady, I got this black log that's moving right now. You know? <laughs> black log that's moving. <laughs> I'm a jokester, if you guys haven't realized. You haven't seen a bear yet at this yeah. point. Yeah. I had my first bear, and I was like, that's a black log that's moving. And then I'm like, that's a bear. So we look at this bear, and uh, Brady's glassing again, did you scope? And then um, he's like, you want to go kill it, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I want to go kill it. Yep. So we get up, and <clears throat> we're kind of dissecting a way to drop down. It must have been like 2,000 feet, dude. It was, it was two or two, close to two and a half. Yeah. It was a, we were way up there and we had to go way down below. But the nice part of what it looked like, it looked like once we got down below, we'd have sub 400 yard shot on this bear. Yeah. So like it was one of those bears that, yeah, it sucks. We just spent all day getting up there. It's not even bear 30 yet. It's going to be prime time, but we got to drop down and go try to kill this bear. This bear's out early. Yeah. And then, yeah, so we dropped down. It took us like 45 minutes to drop down. Remember us skiing through the scree? Yeah, skiing through the scree. We were and literally everything. skiing through the scree, like just, you know, how you're sliding down yep. through it. Like it was so fun. Cutting the time super quickly. Yeah, like you're a little kid again. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, get down there, but like once we get into the brush, working down this mountain is when I think I realized it was going to be tick 30 the whole hunt because there was just ticks everywhere this showing up. This is when up. the ticks just were all over us going down this. That's when I get desperate and just start. Tying off paracord everywhere, sleeves, yes. tail legs, yes. waist, everything. Yeah. So there was ticks everywhere. We finally Gross. get down there, and I think I glassed up once, and 
I, I think it was a log because it looked like the bear was still there in that area, but he was just feeding there, so we didn't worry too much about, you know, getting there so fast. He was like, he's feeding, should stay in that little pocket. Yeah, there was enough opening where we could see him left, right, up, down. Like, we yeah. thought we could find him, and it was going to be a close thing, so we're starting to creep. Yeah. And, we, like, it could happen any moment. We could see him and just lay down and, and shoot him because it would have been, I think it was 330 yards. Yeah, it would have been money shot. And then back in my head, I'm like, perfect. Like, this is right in my range. And there was a nice ridge. Yep. It was a nice flat ridge. He could lay down pretty flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get down there and, uh, Brady's like, stay behind me. So I'm like, Oh, game time. Like we're getting close here. Yeah, Something I, might I, happen. I think I said to you, every step I make, you make the exact same step, follow me exactly close. Like yep. we're going to, it's going to be a little sketchy for a little bit, but we need to like get on the open yeah. and then get, he could hit again. Yep. Even though they have bad eyesight, it's like, I just don't want to risk it and bear to see us and blow out. But yeah. So we do that. I'm staying behind him. And then eventually we kind of like get to the point where it's like we're doing that for 20, 15 minutes and we're like, ah, oh, the bear's not here. So we sit down and start scanning this country apart, start looking for where the bear might have gone. Did he work to the other drains to the right or to the left? Is he working up the shell cliffs? And then all of a sudden I'm like, Brady, I got a bear. And this bear had made it maybe like four or 500 yards. Yeah, he was, the bear was at 1,005. Yeah, so he made it far and he was just but working I, his I way I wasn't up. convinced at first it was the same bear. Hmm. I'm like, the bear was docile, just feeding next to a log. like. Why would that bear leave that little green patch and just decide to shoot straight up these cliffs and get to the way high? But yeah, I think eventually we it's it was the same bear. It looked very similar to it at least. Yeah. So <clears throat> we saw the bear up high, and you know we we're just like, well, obviously too far within within range to do anything right now. We're not going to go and drop had, down across the river. Yeah, we had no way to get closer yeah. without it being too too dark now. Yeah. So we had no way to get in the same face as the bear. And then now we ran into another problem where we had never been on this part of the mountain mm-hmm. and we knew that we're not going to climb up 2,000 feet to drop down back to camp because that was still some nasty like side hill and then ribbon cliff dealing with. So no, we knew we weren't going to do that. We knew we had a side hill back to camp and then find a way up. So then the worry got into our head and it's like, okay, this bear is going to be gone. But you know, we know there's a bear here that's kind of closer to where we're camping. So we could always check out this spot. So no worries there. Now we kind of went into game time mode of figuring out how to get to camp and up safely. And uh, you were like running across the mountain. Yeah, this is one of those situations where like I've been in it enough where I didn't want to deal with going up these cliffs in the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get cliffed out. It's I awful. Don't, I, I want to make sure we get there safely, see it during the daylight and make some bread trails on, on the maps so we know how to access this area again. So we were booking it over there. I was like, I've been in the situation, do not want to deal with it. It could be very unsafe. And it was a steep. It was area. steep. Yeah. It was steep. Went up this like steep, just nasty. Like nasty you're literally area. as you're climbing up, it's hard to describe it, but you're climbing up and you're the mountain is like right next to your face. Mm-hmm. It's so steep. You're just you're basically having your hands crawling yeah. crawling yeah. up it and you're trying to dig tracks and no more's behind me. So I'm trying he's staying way behind me because I'm kicking boulders out every now and then. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like scary for him, even though it's I'm like, I don't know if we want to ever do this again, but at least now we know a route to get back to camp. Yep, we knew a route to get back to camp, and one of those spots where, like, you're literally on, you got your legs and one of your, your left arm, like, guiding you up, and then you make your trek. I, I made my trekking pole, like, as small as I could because, you know, just to, like, dig it in there and, like, help me get up. We found out that's one way to get up, made it up safely. It was, you know, it was, it was a grinder, but we got up there safely. I don't think there was any time where we're like, oh, like, we're in jeopardy here. Yeah. Um, and it was getting dark, but we were, we made it up during the dark, but we were able to see our way up to camp during, it, the, yep. during the, the evening before it got too dark, which made it a little nicer. It's not a good feeling. 
to, no, to, to get know. dark and be in real cliffy areas because yeah. you can get yourself in a bad spot real easy. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes too, you work your way up, and but you going, turn, down, go going down, turn down I've, is I've a whole that. different ball game. Yeah, I've done that on elk hunts and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're, that was your day four, your day five now. One, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to day five. Yeah, that was day four. So that was our first night in that camp. First, like, official night after, like, really, like, hunting all day. So we get there, and then we kind of, like, started making this tradition where Brady would go into the tent, and uh, he would, Omar like, start would the fire. outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, then no, we I, would hug. I got, my rights, <laughs> I got my rights back, I think, on day five of cooking in the tent. But uh, Brady would make the fire, and I would, like, just go restock on wood. I was banned from the saw after this. Yeah, he's breaking, <laughs> breaking him with his feet now. Yeah, I'm breaking him my feet and my boots. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, we, this, this is the night, too, where, like I said, there was ticks everywhere, and we're literally at camp. And oh, we yeah, probably, tick picking. Yeah. We're tick picking all night and dropping them on the seek outside stove and just letting them explode. And then we, had, we realized at one point we had too many ticks on top of the stove where it was smelling like burnt ticks. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so then we're like, every time we drop one on there, right when it dies, you need to take a stick and scrape that thing off because I don't want to smell ticks. I'm sure that's probably not something that you want to smell. Sometimes. Right. They kind of uh, they like will boil up and blow up like popcorn and go, yeah, go fall off of the stove. Yeah. So we're literally no joke like 30, 40 ticks each picking us off at night. Yeah. Set them on the stove. Ticks each. Each. Yeah. So like sixty to eighty. Oh yeah. Ticks. Holy shit. Did you come home with any ticks? Yep. I had a tick on me yesterday when I was in Starbucks drive thru I had a dream. <laughs> where where at? In Las Vegas. I know, but where at? In your body? oh, it was like on my neck. <laughs> Crawling on, my on neck. your neck. Crawling on my neck. So oh, I it wasn't buried. Planted yet? No, 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 I wasn't buried. No. No. I don't think I got any buried on me. a lot bite us, though. It's probably coming off your gear. Yeah. You have your gear in your car? Yep, I threw the backpack in there. There you go. So, yeah, now we're dealing with ticks. And for us to hunt every single day, we're just picking ticks off like mad. Yep. But then the next morning, we woke up and we had a snowstorm. Like legit Hmm. snow. Yeah. Snow. And so we lost the base of the whole morning. We kind of just sat inside the shelter, made a bunch of endless, copious amounts of coffee. And finally, it was maybe noon we started going out. Yep. So now we're like, okay, we're going to drop down near that same path. We didn't think that path we came up was safe enough to go down. So we found like a different way we could get up and over some cliffs, get down to where we were last night and side hill all the way over where that bear was the night before. We get over there. It's maybe one in the afternoon. Omar turns out that bear right away from last night. That like, the same bear? Same mm-hmm. bear from last night. And he was still at that thousand yard range. We're like, well, yeah. crap. Like, what do we do? We can't really cross anywhere here safely because you look down like there's nowhere to cross this river and so then i had to make the hard decision i'm like it's gonna suck omar we're gonna leave this bear like we'll find other bears we just it's not worth our time right now because it's overcast it's perfect there's bears moving we need to go find other bears like we can't hunt this bear so we got to get out of here and keep moving go find one you can hunt go find yeah and we still knew that bear the first bear that brady turned up the day before that was our plan. Was like, let's go to where we saw that other the bear that yeah, he, he's on our, he was on our hillside. So we could go hill, kill him yeah. if we saw him. So like, all right, let's start. You know, we stayed there and looked at him for like forty five minutes, an hour maybe. Had a snack, and then we're like, all right, whatever. He's too far. Looks like he's living here. It's the second day we've seen him here. So like, if you know, if this needs to be one of our plans to kill this bear and cross the river, like we could do that later on the hunt. But for now, let's you know try to chase some other bears that we've been seeing around. And I, the day before, I wanted to note this because. Brady like mentioned you know sometimes what I like to do is just kind of get super high to an observation point and find out where the animals are living and then start hunting that way and like that's one of the things that I took away from that hunt it's like I need to do that more often just go to super high point and then like observe everything see where the animals are living you know if it's 
probably applies more to deer hunting and bear hunting, not so much elk, right? Yeah. Um, which I thought was like super cool to like take away. And like now we kind of like knew the elevation bands to like where we need to hunt. So we, ne- we knew we needed to hunt in these areas and that's where yeah. most of the bears are gonna start living at. Yeah, we really honed in on it and this is when we started picking up it's a tons slow, of bears. It's a slow play. Slow so, play yeah, yeah, that's what we call that. I mean, it might take you, you might find a bear, an animal, a buck, or even an elk. It might take you, f- you might find him on day one. It might take you five days to figure out how to kill him. Yeah. You know? Just really figure out where he's living. So now we're in the zone, hiking further and further, trying to get over that first bear that I saw the night before when I sat down and just glassed it up. Like, all right, we're getting closer. We'll start creeping up here slowly. I'm going to glass that big rock pile where he was hanging out at. And I'm looking up there. We just get that point. I'm looking just to the right because it's like 600 yards away. Like, I should be able to find that bear if he's there. And, of course, Omar decides to look across the canyon the other way. And, of course... (laughs) Because again, you see it, you kill it. You can choose if you not to. He looks over and the bear's just out in the freaking open. Easiest bear ever to spot. You can spot with your freaking naked eyes. Oh yeah, spot him naked eyes. And it was a tank. How far? Uh, this bear was 500, 480 ish. Yeah, the shot was at 480, but he was like maybe like 500. Yeah, 500. So we saw this bear and it's like, we're gonna kill this bear right now. This is a giant bear. Like, I even told, like, this is one of those things where. I said before, I don't want to hype someone up when I'm hunting with someone new. I don't want to say it's a giant animal, like once in a lifetime, but I was like, maybe this will calm him down so we won't have some bad shooting positions or conditions. Yeah. Like if I say it's a giant bear, maybe he'll get more in the zone. So I'm like, dude, this is a giant bear. Like, I don't know if we'll find one. <laughs> Omar, I, this is a once in a lifetime <laughs> giant bear. I was like, I don't know if we'll find another one big enough, but like- Don't screw this up. I've never <laughs> seen one this big. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we need to kill this bear right now. So we bumped around the backside of the ridge. We can get a little flatter area to shoot. Started getting set up. Something was weird with your bipod. I yeah, had to go and grab weird. your bipod yeah. and lost flip a around. Leg. <laughs> yeah, lost yeah. a leg. <laughs> so he, he's, get, he's getting setting up. I'm getting to just go with this bear, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this bear is big. Like this thing has a pumpkin head on it, and it's all chocolate with like kind of blackish feet. Yeah, black boots, which yeah. is what I wanted. Like I'm not picky or nothing. Like, but I was like, if I could have the perfect hunt, I want a chocolate bear. And I turned up a chocolate bear, and we're getting set up and getting, getting setting up. Meant to be. Yep. So I grabbed, I grabbed the range, grabbed the wind, dialed the wind for him, told him what to do, got the scope ready. I'm like, all right, make sure that gun is totally level. Are you comfortable? Are you in a good position? It was like, yeah, I'm totally good. I'm like, all right. Whenever that bear goes broadside, you know, mid body. Are you still shooting your gun? Yes, yeah. The six, eight. So he's no, getting, con- no confidence issues in it. I was confident. I was fully confident. Yeah. Even, yeah. even coming off the miss. Yep. Like you, you were oh, good. That'd, that'd, yeah. that'd be messing with my Me head. Me too. Especially uh, like you said, you you felt like every time you pulled the trigger, it was a dead bear. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that, it didn't those, hit. Yeah. yeah that would those mess are the things head, in my man. mind where Me I'm too. like, oh. Mind games. Because yeah. coming off the miss, we kind of came up to a game plan. We we're just like, all right, no more shots over 500 yards. And I was like, yep, let's do that. 500 and under is going to be the bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting set up. And what was like kind of nice was this bear had no idea that we were there and he was just feeding up. So we knew he was going to be in this joint area and I think we were able to set up for like it felt like two minutes but we were probably there for like 10-15 minutes before yeah because at one point we shot. lost sight of him behind that cliff yeah and I was like he's right next to that snow patch just get set up get comfortable get on the gun just act like you're going to shoot if you need to dry fire dry fire do whatever you need to do just get comfortable eventually that bear will work on top of that next cliff band and the bear came up the cliff band and I was like all right get ready just, I'm recording did you say game time Game I wanted, to, <laughs> wanted, wanted the campus. Shout the campus out Brian Campos. Brian Campos. What he did was, this is a big bear. Yeah, of, like, this is a big bear. And I'm like, oh, fuck. 
like? So I, this is the funny part. I look over at him. I see his safety is still on. And I'm like, all right, take it mid-body. I see the safety still on. I'm just going to watch him because I know he can't, he can't shoot. So instead of looking through the digiscope, I look over at him and I see his finger outside the trigger, trigger guard, completely away from the trigger. You see it creeping. It just goes, whack. Like <laughs> literally smashes it. And I'm like, Omar, your safety's on. Can't do that with your trigger. Get your tr- trigger finger in there and then press that trigger. You're nervous. I love that You're you, nervous. I, I, yeah, I got nervous. Because, I mean, at this point, I'm like, I'm, I know the bear's in my distance. And I know, you know, we've been here, sitting here for a while. I know, like, if everything goes right, this should be a dead bear it was whatever it was 462 yeah 462 so i'm like i'm there and then kind of all the preparation that you do like i I felt like i was shooting really good at the range um but all the preparation you do again once again just goes out the shitter so i'm like now again i'm a hot mess yeah and i love love that brady let him do that like noticed it was on safety i was like yeah i'm just gonna let him do this you hear the digiscope i'm like yeah your safety was on and you just punch that trigger awesome Yeah. Awesome. So then I tell him to try to calm down. The bear's still right there. And I'm like, all right, mid-body. Now you're dialed. You're comfortable. He's like, yep. I'm like, all right, send it. And he shoots. And instantly, part of me, like, inside my body just, like, went, like, I don't know how to describe it. I just, like, lost full. I was, like, felt bad for him. I was like, it's a high shot. He missed. No, he hit it. Spined it. Oh. So I'm, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, ah, I don't know how that shot's going to be i said i grabbed my binos like get your binos up try to find this bear i could see this bear now turned around he fell off a big cliff he did tumble but it's like literally steep country so like there's cliffs everywhere so the bear's trying to gain his feet i'm like he hit it high and the bear's running but i'm like wait he's he's only using his front legs he's clawing himself forward Mm. he completely knocked out his, his back legs with the spine shot so he lost all mobility in the back half of his body bear starts going down he only met, met, went down 100, 100 yards maybe, and I yeah. lost sight of him from trees. So this is the point where it became silent for a long time. I didn't mm-hmm. talk to Omar. <laughs> I literally just wanted to make sure that bear was dead, and I felt horrible for him. I'm like, I don't know if that's a kill shot. Honestly, don't, and it's a giant bear, and that was his great opportunity. And so I'm going left and going right, walking back and forth where he shot, going around the cliff the other way, trying to like see if I can turn up this bear. And Omar didn't even say anything either. We were just like just trying to figure out hmm. the situation and how to deal with this right now. And I just felt horrible for him. Like, you know, you hit high. We reviewed this footage again. Actually reviewing it a few more times and it was hard in the light, but I finally could get a shaded spot enough where I could look at it. I'm like, okay, well, you hit it high, but he, he, he did take a, a little bit of a step, but it's maybe not as high as I thought it was. But I was like, I just don't know. And we, luckily we could see that canyon where he was in and there was snow down in the canyon. So I, I was like, I don't see any blood or slide marks further down the canyon from our last song. So we did not make it down further. And I don't see him right now, which is probably a good thing. He's probably just in that timber, either dead or sitting there about to die. And uh, we're deciding what to do. And finally, Omar's like, well, I owe this bear everything right now. I'm literally going to sit here all night and glass this spot. And I was like, all right, use your spotter, use your binos as the shadows change. Work the angles, work those, work those shadows. See if you can finally find a glimpse of that bear. And I even took my spotter up for a little bit. I was trying to find it. Yeah. And then he was like, "You should go find another bear right now. And I'm going to stay here and do this bear justice and sit here all night till dark. See if I can turn it up." Yep. Yeah. So did that. What was going through your head though after the shot? And he told you it was high. What was going through your head? Well, so instantly, I shoot and 
right after the shot, Brady's like, it's high. And then in my head, I'm like, what? There's no way. Like, I, you know, I felt perfect and saw that bear do like the roll um, just because everything was happening so fast. I thought, looking at the digiscope, you could, you could truthfully say he drops down, but like his front legs and try to grab up again, he's just losing that balance. So I, I like just like in the actual real time that it happened, I thought I shot and that bear just started rolling down dead. But it turned out he was shot and then it damaged him and started rolling down. So like I instantly right after shot, I was like hyped. I was like, there's a dead bear. And then Brady's like, hi. And we start glassing a little bit. And he was like, dude, I saw it like run around with like I saw it run with its front paws going. But his back, his back legs were done. And like, you know, he he was paralyzed or whatever. He like he didn't have anything. And then. From there on, it was just like silence. I was like, you know, I did have like that quick thought of like, dude, is this shit even for me? Like, I, mm-hmm. what am I doing back here? God knows how many miles with like a gun, like injuring an animal. And like, I, I was like, truthfully, just like distraught. I was, you know, I, like I had like that small, like just idea of like, is this even for me? Like, truthfully, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, if I can't turn up this bear, if I can't find him, like, I'm seriously Get, like I'm gonna have to deal with some things because it's not it's not fun to be in that situation. And I think I shot at, it was like 4:20 in the night, right? It was like 4:20 in the afternoon when I yeah, yeah when I shot. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, so we so we stayed there. Brady was there for like 45 minutes to an hour, glassing with me. And then I was just like, hey man, like go keep hunting. I'm gonna just stay here. I know like this is a very nasty drainage where he's at. We didn't see him run out or nothing, so we know he's gonna be. If he's not dead from where he rolled down, he should be dead in the in the willows. And I'm gonna use those shadows. And Brady quickly gave me that advice. He's like, as the shadow moves, like move around, grab your spotter, like look into those uh, dark areas and whatnot. And then, <clears throat> you know, kind of just stood there. And as I was glassing for the next four or five hours, it was it was just terrible. Like, I don't know. It, it's one of the, like, just those nasty feelings. That I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like, I, I think I told you, I was like, dude, I want to barf, but like, no, like I can't, you know, it's like, I had like, just like that nasty, like mm-hmm. anxiety, just like, almost like I want to throw up. I don't know what to do. Honestly, kind of wanted to cry. I was, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then what was actually kind of cool was like this goat, started coming up this mountain goat this mountain goat came up and was just like staring down into where that bear actually ended up dying and in the back of my head i'm like is that mountain goat just looking at a dead bear right now mountain goat literally never moved like when i left him the mountain goat was there and i came back and the mountain goat was still in the same spot yeah, just like just looking down looking down the mountain yeah in that same canyon yeah so stood there uh stayed there different angles Use the the mountain side hill and getting up higher, getting down lower. Could never find the bear or nothing. I thought I saw glimpses of like, oh, is that a dead bear? And then you know, pull out the spot and it wasn't. It was just a weird patch of dirt or whatever moss. Um, and then Brady comes back and you I spotted come, some bears. Yeah, you spotted some bears. Yeah, I spotted three or four bears. Yeah, you come back. You told me you had some bears, and I told you nothing. So that kind of wrapped it up. We worked back back to camp and one thing beforehand though we started assessing the situation for the morning yeah then this is, this is again where i started taking a bunch of photos of the terrain like we need to take some photos mark the spot i killed did the rangefinder tool across where the bear was dead so we know exactly how to do it like we're now have to have to go in there tomorrow and 
get over there, which is going to be hard too, because we get over there and there's no bear. We just burned a whole day trying to do it, but we have to do it to the justice of the bear. What was the decision not to go down there? It would have been just probably too nasty, and I didn't know if we could actually get in there and turn up the bear again. Because there's a, where the cliff was on the one side, you'd have to scale that cliff, which wouldn't be possible mm-hmm. to actually look down in there. And if you got the other side of it, you still wouldn't be able to see where that bear was either. Like it's a perfect spot where we could see it from where he shot, like down below where the bear was, kind of up the canyon a little bit. Like you could see a lot, but it was just hard with those shadows and those trees. So I figured we'll just wait all night. Yeah, and if he was alive, we don't want to go in there with a the pissed off big yeah. black bear that's you know hurt and fighting for his life right now. So, so like if anything, everything I've learned, bears are pretty soft. If you do get some good stuff, it's going to kill them. So bear could be dead in there a little bit. We'll just go in there tomorrow. So we had a you know long hike back to camp. Long night. <clears throat> long night. Yeah. <clears throat> long night. It's a bad feeling. Can barely sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up again the next day, and then we just kind of drop down, and now we have to find a river crossing that we can make it across. And, yeah. Uh, luckily, when we were walking down, we just kept looking down. We found found the spot that looked pretty decent, and so we marked that for the next morning. We came there. It was actually a really good spot to cross, so we crossed with no issues at all. Yeah. We went back to camp, and that night we were kind of just looking at our maps. Um, seeing where like the where an area where the river could be like widest for the best crossings, and then from there, working up a plan to get up the mountain and start side hilling to that drainage where that bear bear was at. Yeah, that was that was crazy because like you look at that country and you don't think a human can actually walk in it. Honestly, you would you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think you could navigate it, get over to that bear. It's so cliffy, so scary in a sense. Like you just don't know. So we got over there. Start dropping tracks on go hunt maps. Start going up and down. We kept getting cliffed out. We have to drop down, climb back up again. Now we have to go up over this cliff. More willows. More willows. Just straight vertical. Cliffs everywhere. Finally, we get over to the spot where we can like see down in the canyon. That probably was, I think, an hour and a half took us to get all across this face. Yeah. So it was like 700 yards. We had to go across the face. It took us an hour and a half to get over there. And then we got to the exact spot where he shot his bear. And I like looked at the digiscope footage. Like, dude, look at that little tree right there the bear was standing right there we walked over there we found, found actually found a lot of blood mm-hmm. so like that's good yeah and then right here is like we're instantly i think on the hike in i was like i kind of went through like these like different emotions where it's like that we're gonna go and then that bear's gonna be dead so like i'm like having myself up there i'm like i know that was a good shot like i know he's dead i know he's you know what i how i shot him he he was gonna end up dying so we're gonna find the dead bear and then the doubt starts creeping in right you get there and like you start seeing some blood and then you start working your way down the hill. We're glassing and I'm like, oh my God, like, is this going to happen? It, not we're, seeing it at all. And we're, over, we're like, it's one of those times where you're probably, what, 15 minutes. We're going downhill. Yeah. Glassing, looking, don't seeing anything. Nothing. So now again, you're like, is that bear there? Yeah. Did it somehow slip out from us that we couldn't see? Then, like you said, should have we gone in there? Yeah. So then I started thinking about that. We did have the time probably to go over there, but like, it did take quite a while to drop off that spot we're at cross all the way over there well, one thing's for sure if you did you'd have been coming out in the dark and trying to navigate I didn't want to come that. out the dark either yeah which is yeah so that's why that whole, we had the whole day ahead of us so we start creeping down further start looking for the bear and at one point omar's like what if this bear's still alive and i'm like let's hope it's not mm-hmm. like he was, <laughs> yeah. he was like he had rifles on his backpack and we're hiking through it and i'm like you go that way and i'll go this way and then he's then he threw me that question yeah. he's like omar thinks he's gonna die right now yeah Another debacle. Another debacle. <laughs> so we, we start creeping a little bit. Omar's probably 50 yards to my left. I'm creeping down a little bit further, and I'm just going down this little area where I thought this was a tree patch where I last saw him. And I do the old look over to my right. I see this little brown patch. 
and I see fur. And I tried as my best I can. I'm like, Omar, you should come over here. Yeah. You know, that classic thing. Yeah, like, hey, oh, yeah. come over and come over and let's look at this area. He's like, what, you got him? And he probably could tell because I like, pulled out my phone. Why is it in that situation it's never a guy that shot the bear that's never, never, the animal that yeah, finds it? So I've, I've done that with Neville twice. Like, I've found the elk that he's that, killed, yeah. and both times I've, I've been yeah. like, hey, Neville, come over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny because I had, um, I even told Brady, but I had glimpses because the going original with the OTC elk, and like, you're like, mm -hmm. hey, Neville, like, put your. Yeah, sit down and yeah, eat your sit, snack, look over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was having like glimpses of them, like, hopefully, like, this is what I'm hoping happens. And then eventually that happened. And I told Brady, I was like, dude, this like gave me, I was thinking about that original, like the whole time yeah. of that scene. Yeah. And then it's like one of those things too, where like, I don't know if that bear's dead. So I was like, Omar, take your rifle out. Mm -hmm. Let's put low, low power, get around in, walk up to it. I threw some rocks at it, didn't move. I'm like, all right, Omar, just keep moving closer. Just get ready. You know, it's probably dead. This yeah. People are making noise and stuff like that. But we made it all the way over here. We, if this bear's alive, you need to shoot this bear right away. It's like, if it moves an inch, shoot it. Yep. Bear's dead. Bear literally probably died. Yeah, quick. Right, right away, last the right after he shot it, it literally only went down the mountain 80, 100 yards. And it was in that same timber patch that I lost it, that's where it was dead. Mm -hmm. I think that was knowing that he died quicker than we thought. I, you know, personally, I think that he literally just tumbled down and was dead. So knowing like that, I was like, I think it was more of a relief. I mean, it was a relief finding him, obviously, but like it was a huge relief knowing that I didn't make this bear suffer and that the shot that I did take, you know, unfortunately we didn't see like the whole scenario pan out and mm -hmm. how he died and how long it took. But knowing that he died essentially where we like last saw him at, that relief of like, okay, like this bear did not suffer for long. It was, a, you know, maybe wasn't the best shot, but it was a lethal shot, mm -hmm. which gave me a lot of relief too. And yeah, that was... That was huge. That was awesome. And then we had to deal with all the willows again. Yeah, then we had to deal with a bunch all the willows. willows. He died in a bunch of willows. <laughs> we we're trying to deal with getting the bear out, and we're trying to move it. I'm like, holy gosh, this bear is giant. Like, it's hard to move it. Big bear. Big bear. I think it's. I think it's right at six. I didn't. Nice. I didn't get a chance to square it out to put a tape on it, but yeah. it's every bit as big as it reminds me of the bear I shot last year. Real pretty bear. Yeah. Gorgeous bear. It's cool. So we start, start yeah. moving it, and I'm like, dude, that head on it thing is so big. It's a giant, giant pumpkin head. I'm just like Florida over the moon for Omar to kill, like not only to kill an animal, but to kill a giant. Yeah. First big game. Animal. First big first game. Big game yeah. ever, to like share that moment with them was super special. And I even told them, I think multiple times, like all your other hunts are going to be way easier after this, like killing an animal in this country, in this terrain, doing it the way I like to do it. Like you're going to, everything else now, like it's going to seem easy. It's going to get better and better because how the situation worked out, shoot a giant animal, we're going to share that moment with each other. Went from low, went from a high to a low, back to a crazy high. Like yeah. the rest of the time, we sat there and had lunch, and just like soaked it up. Yep. And then like it was really cool too. Like once we, you know, took a bunch of photos, enjoyed the moment for a while. Looked at how big his freaking body was and claws. Like his shot was honestly actually not as bad as I thought it was. So it definitely was high and broke his spine. spine. But like the bullet was going, you know, so high that it actually broke through the one side and actually cracked a bunch of his. Uh, second or third last rib on the opposite side. So it might've hit some really good stuff. And then exit wound was huge, even with a 162 grain, you know, copper bullet, mm -hmm. it crunched it. So shot was pretty good, but I saw that high shot and lost his back legs and was unconcerning or mm -hmm. concerned about it. So I think the right move was leaving it, but like yeah. it, it, I know it was dead within 20 minutes after he shot it. Yeah. But thought was definitely there for a while. Like what happened and I'm stoked for him. So a freaking, 
absolute toad of a bear. That's awesome. That's his first big game animal. Yeah, it's really cool. First big game animal. I've been trying to, you know, harness a big game animal for, I think, you know, like two years. You know, this this would be like my third year hunting. Um, so, I mean, to have it happen like the way it happened in some like the gnarliest country where I wouldn't even think a bear would want to live and to like spend it with Brady and him like take me under his wing essentially and now like pass down some of his knowledge of bear hunting to me. Like I thought that was like super awesome. And then to also have it like the capper was on an amazing black bear, mm-hmm. one that I, you know, truly feel so fortunate and lucky to to have and take. And I mean, he's beautiful. Like I dreamt about a cinnamon bear and that's exactly you what I got. You did say beforehand you really wanted a cinnamon bear. Yeah. And, you know, to have it happen the way it did. And we worked every hour, every second of that day to get there and, and get that bear. And, um, you know, having Brady there with me was, was special. And it, it, was, it was truly awesome uh, to have that happen. And then we got into, well, Brady got into cutting the bear. Um, I, I joked at first that I'm just going to go take a nap and you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I tried to showcase him how to do it a little bit, but I was like, it's honestly going to be easier if I just do the whole thing. You just hold some legs for me and I'll yeah. walk you through the process. Cause like your first big game, big game animal to try to cut it up is confusing. Try to cut up a full body bear hide yeah. is also very confusing. And I did mention to Omar, I was like, I'm going to cut this bear up exactly like I would cut it with, with my personal. I'm not going to put a single hole in it. <laughs> And luckily, I didn't put a single hole in it, and we never cut ourselves either. Yep, that's true. That's a win. <clears throat> Huge win. Big, big win. Yeah. So, yeah, just a giant, giant bear. Just the coolest experience ever for him to do that. Yeah, sweet. How, uh, I'm curious, we're running really long here, but maybe, do you want to, should we break this into two? We can Brady come back and do Brady's maybe some other time. You guys film this, right? Yeah. So, we, I assume we'll probably do some sort of content with it, original, yep. maybe a short, something like that. So, maybe mm-hmm. at that point, we'll... We'll do. Should we do that? Should we do another? What I'm do you think? What are your whatever. thoughts? I'm good for whatever. Should we do that? We're like two hours, two and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Part two? Yeah, we can do. If you want to do that? Part yeah. two? We'll take a Bring break. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the pack out and stuff we'll, after. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do part two. But um, before we go real quick, I just wanted to ask, like, I mean, you mentioned you've been, you've been trying to kill a big game animal for a couple of years. You've been doing that on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, perspective looking back between like your own efforts and then you know this hunt going out with brady who's hunted a bunch um like what what's your perspective like what you, what do you think the role mentorship plays in in hunting like what did it play for you and what do you think like does it leave some sort of burning desire into you to like pass that on like how do you feel about mentorship as far as hunting goes well i, th- I mean i think it's huge um especially we talked to game warden after and you know he was i, th- I think he also learned it in hunter's ed, hunter's ed but like the steps of like the big game hunter mm-hmm. where it's like you first kind of get in and you want to yeah. kill and then you maybe want to kill um trophy shots trophy so shot. for, yeah yep. first stage is shot stage yep. second one's fill your tag fill the your, third is trophy yeah, yep. you want and then quantity like, eventually or something cool, like that before yeah, trophy. Yeah. weapon and then you know the final stage challenge the and then true sportsman yeah, yeah. Mentorship. so you know I, I thought that was huge and like going in like my whole attitude was like just learning you know like i do at work and like i i apply it like in the field like i just want to be a sponge so like any things that he was doing i was picking up on like the main thing that i didn't want to do was like limit what he wanted to do so that Mm -hmm. was like my biggest thing i was like we were able to match like our energies like on that aspect like any area that we could go to we we did so together and all that stuff but i mean i think i think it played huge i learned like more than i could ever imagine on that bear hunt and i'm confident now like if 
you know, if I were to go solo on a bear hunt that I could turn up bears just because of that one experience and that I could actually be successful year yeah. in and year out. You're probably going to eventually like trails getting at, like look forward to doing the same thing. Like pass oh, on yeah. the torch when you get some experience and yeah. teach someone else and take them out. Yeah. Just short, yeah. It just shortens the learning curve so significantly. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I can't imagine. Honestly, I really can't like tr trying to get into it on your own, doing it on your own, trying to figure out all that on your own and then find success. It seems like almost insurmountable. I yeah. agree. Like the, the role of a, a mentor, somebody that's done it to kind of take you out and show you the ropes. I mean, it just shortens that learning curve. And I mean, we should all, we should all be so lucky that we've had the opportunity to do so. And I mean, I know for me, like my perspective, like whether it's my kids, you know, a brother or something like that, just, I don't know. That mean it means a lot to me now that like, you know, somebody that wants to get into this, I, I take it pretty seriously that I, I have some sort of skill set that I could potentially pass on. I, I think about it a lot in terms of like, you know, like the things that I've been able to do, the hunts I've been able to go on are in essence, like dreams of mine. Those were things that I wanted to do so badly. And, and I got the opportunity to do a lot of them. I mean, there's still a lot of things I would like to do, but I kind of look back and I, I projected onto other, you know, people like I can help this person facilitate a dream. Mm -hmm. Like how cool is that? Yeah, no, that's, that's it's, it's so cool. It's, I mean, I'm, my skill set's pretty limited outside of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I'm completely honest, I'm, I don't run deep. I'm not a financial wizard by any means, you know, I'm broke all the time. Like, <laughs> like I can't really teach anybody anything, but I do have some skill set that could impact somebody. Like I could help somebody yep. achieve something that, you know, would be so meaningful to them. So. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that Brady did that. And like, so I, I'd encourage people to go, you know, do it. How many times have you done that, Brady? Have you, have you ever like, I mean, I do a lot with like family friends. Family friends. Like we have a group of family I took from Virginia. Yeah. And recently my brother, I took him on his first Western big game hunt. Now he's addicted and just like walking him through things. Cause like the first rifle they took out West was <laughs> not a rifle I would ever want to take out there. Like <laughs> trying to teach him all those random things and help him out. Now they're very proficient at it now. You know, they're addicted and seeing someone grow through those phases of wanting to try something, try it for the first time, they might taste success, might not, but now they're addicted to it. Like it's only a betterment of, you know, hunting as a whole to get more people involved and get them out there. And now they're caring about wildlife. Now they care about issues in states. Like all that stuff just plays a big, big factor in just continuing hunting for, you know, future generations. Yeah, because it, it really is, you know, I've only been doing this for a short amount of time. It really is hard to, to get into it. And really understand like the gear, the gear aspects, like one giant thing. And then like understanding how these animals live and like the different phases that they go in, the dates and stuff. I remember like trying to pick Brady's brain a little bit earlier in the, in, in the year. And I was like, Hey, what do you think about X dates? And you know, he would give me some advice and I was just like, dang, never, never really thought about that. Um, so like to truly like share that experience with him and you know, him essentially guide me through like the whole steps and help me out from point A to Z was, you know, truly amazing and nothing that I, I made sure to like say like, thank you, like on the mountain a couple of times. And I was like, Hey man, like, thank you. Like that means a lot to me like that. What you just did and what you went through, I know, you know, this is like your sanctuary hunting. And like, I'm, I'm super thankful that you were able to share like your small piece of heaven with me. Yeah. Um, it's on that cool. Mountain. She shot a bear in a place that means the world to me, which is yeah. even cooler. Like, yeah, we could have done it a million different ways, but I wanted to show you, you know my side of what i love and pass on that like fire of why i love remote nasty 
nasty mountain ranges with Kawhi. To Goggins Jr., the guy who can actually do it. <laughs> he can do it. That's what was great. That's it. Keep... That's probably a good place to stop. We'll take a pee break. I can tell you're ready. I'm, you're not ready? I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready. I got to pee. So <laughs> we'll, we'll take a break, eat some lunch. We'll do part two. Right, make sure it. you use promo code podcast. That's 50, 50, 50, 50. Good maps. We'll, we'll come back and do part two.